Hey, welcome to the Epic Radio Show. We have a great show for you guys today. We have Jeffrey Gurian joining us a little later. But first, we're going to talk about an evil wedding for videographer. Yet another Corona Apocalypse update. A YouTuber is under fire over a decision in, involving her adopted son. And Sega may be joining the console war. We also have crazy news, playing with balls, and much more. Keep it locked right here on the Epic Radio Show. Radio show. I am your host, Epic, along with Jay's Elbow. Yeah. Welcome, Jay's Elbow. Yeah, welcome, Jay's Elbow. Um, no, it's fine. Already, and it begins. I know it's okay. It's Sunday, folks. It's all right. Sunday, what? Sunday, bloody Sunday. Sunday, bloody Sunday. Bloody Elbow Sunday. Yeah, I guess. Anyways, um, we have a great show for you guys today. Like I said, we have uh, Jeffrey Gurian. Uh, we also got some awesome stuff uh, to share with you uh, through our topics that I'm sure you guys are going to be really upset about because I know I am. He's uh, But excited. later on, uh, we have crazy news. What's in... Crazy news. That's early. I wasn't expecting it so early. So. I know. I figured I'd give crazy. people... Uh, <laughs> I know. It's, uh, I'm kind of uh, shocked. Um, there's a kitten that was born with two faces. Oh, snap. Yay. Um, (laughs) A uh, sexual fantasy gone wrong. Um, And a man who has a very interesting fetish. Yeah. Actually, all all my sexual fantasies have gone wrong. (laughs) Well, this one's gone wrong, too. Maybe uh, this is about Chris. We don't know. Oh, no. Someone's (laughs) looking in the windows again. (laughs) Yeah, we have Jay and uh, Chris Keller over here. Morning, guys and girls. What's up, guys? Peace, brothers and uh, sisters. What do we have for crazy news? Or, <laughs> not crazy God news. damn it, I already yeah. told you. I know, damn Stop. it. Just I, I wanted to see outside. if Jay was paying attention. <laughs> That's what not, it was. Not, uh, I mean, Playing with balls. Not much sports yet still, but um, I was going to talk about a situation with um, Colin Kaepernick and then also a situation with the Cleveland Browns. Um, they're trying to acquire a, a targeted free agent, and he might not want to come here. So. Ooh. Oh. Snap. <laughs> Okay. Whale. And the whale, one thing here in the box, even though I didn't tell you earlier <laughs> when she know, was explaining crazy right, news, you know you said, was Ashley. What's going on for crazy news? I'm I like, know. Well, I jumped the gun a little from bit. From this like, voice in the in the mysterious, like, ooh, where's that coming from? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Me. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah, I mean, I had, to, I had to I had to. Some mystery. Ooh. 
No, I had a camera spooky, on you. Spooky, spooky. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't just, introduce me. You just said, fucking talk about crazy yeah, news. Exactly. And then I'll introduce you. Yep, just yep. fucking deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Well, because I know if I ask later in the show, I, I feel like I catch you guys even more off guard. No, I'm, I'm expecting it before, like the break before crazy news. I'm expecting oh, okay. it then. This know. time was like, wait, every, every like, time I Whoa. ask you guys, oh, what's coming up on your segment? I'm like, I just like, don't remember like sometimes. Deer in the headlights every I'm, time. I just don't remember. <laughs> you should expect that. I just don't yeah. always remember. Like, what am I reading? What am I talking about right now? What's even happening? I don't know. I don't know. Everybody's looking know. down. I'm not looking down. Looking down. I was for a yeah. second because I was looking at the laptop, but mm-hmm. now I'm not. What's going on with you, Chris and Jay? Why you guys much. looking down? Uh, for me, well, I was uh, I was uh, doing something that was, I was shouldn't have been doing, so I'm getting oh. slapped on the hand. You know what's happening with me, man? It's just when you think it doesn't get any worse out there, man. I mean, come on, the friggin' COVID, yeah, and yeah. then the riots, yeah, yep. and then I wake up this morning with hemorrhoids. Oh, Damn, no. it fucking sucks, man. Yeah. Is that a real thing? Hemorrhoids? Hemorrhoids are a very real thing. Man. No, I mean <laughs> like you having them. The hemorrhoids are Yeah. <laughs> are they they're real? Like, I know they're do we real. Really want to go? Do we want to just this one? Do we Are they just a figment of your imagination? I mean, you know, do you want me to drop trial here? Is that what sure. we're doing, huh? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Like, the proctologist segment here. <laughs> right, let's we'll just bring out, yeah. It's about, it's about, that'll go, be folks. your new segment, aren't you, Chris. Aren't you, aren't you about Chris of the proctologist. <laughs> Is any about at that age? Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. he's past that age, oh, right? What, what, had, what do you mean age? The, to start car, getting his prostate but, checked yeah. regular, oh, oh, regularly. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I they backed off on that. I'm, they, they have? Yeah, they, they pushed the uh, recommended if, age uh, to a to a later age in life, so I. Uh, if you see the league, little, right now? if you see yeah, the league, I'd into ask a little you green, if was gray area like where that. I don't have to get tested. Like, but Phew. I was at one time <laughs> in the range where you had to be tested. You know, every other week my doctor was telling me, and uh, hmm. just <laughs> very so interesting. Every, so basically, every time your time came up, they just pushed it back. <laughs> like, oh well, not pretty Chris. Much, yeah, not Chris. We funny. don't want that. Yeah, we don't want to deal with Chris today. Hey, Connor. Hey, My mom's also watching, so I said hi to her already, though. Aww. But hi! Again. <laughs> All right, cool. Cool, cool. cool. Cool, 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 cool. Are we pushing buttons? Is that what that's all about? Yeah. I, well, I'm just trying to work some stuff out real quick. Yeah. And I'm just sitting here. Today. I'm you just said what? Doing nothing. You didn't see what? I, did, I, I don't oh, see God, a monitor, so I don't know what's going on. You can't oh. see. Well, oh, usually I can. You kind of got it tweaked today, but. No, I. I don't think I moved it at all, oh, but it's whatever. just a new Must it's a new monitor. Ah, yeah. yeah, it's different. So it's a different one. <laughs> it's the upgrade. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I noticed Chris is um not Chris. Uh, Jay is not wearing the Epic Radio Show shirt today. Yeah, no clue. Yeah, what's up with that? Mm. I wore my last one, and I. This is what gets me about Jay. Damn it, because Jay! I, I don't do laundry every day, man. So all my laundry. He only... has ten. <laughs> Jay, I have probably f- I have three. We only get once every seven days. So. Yeah. You have, have seventy five shirts. Three, I have three, and I used one, and I was at your house most of the week, so. I didn't think about doing laundry. <laughs> Why wouldn't you do laundry here? Because I, I don't know. I didn't. Because he doesn't think know. You didn't think of dirty laundry. Needing clean. All right. No. Enjoy. <laughs> I just thought I'm gonna wear whatever the fuck I want. And let's I'm expand go... on this, Jay. Oh my god. Yeah, let's because expand? I mean, this is. I mean, I'm not. That's not on my <laughs> mind to wear a matching shirt every show. Aww. It should be. It's technically our uniform. 
It's, okay. it's the only the, the uniform whole, we yeah, have. You, being a sports guy, should understand <laughs> the importance of a uniform. You should have yeah. balls on your shirt. Yes. I don't know where that came from. I mean, from. you know, the uniform is to basically demonstrate our unity on I'm the sorry. show. And you're, you're, our unity. you're fucking that up, Jay. Unity. Yeah. Is there like a weird, like, Jay's the guy out use? there torching cars, is what we're saying. Oh, yes. He's riding That's against, what it was. against mm-hmm. the. Uh, he did it in his epic radio show epic shirt, and now it's dirty, you know, so he doesn't want to. The man. I got, I, He's I a got, rebel, that Jay. I singed it. Seriously, though, like, Jay has more epic radio show shirts than we have in stock. And he, he doesn't ever have a clean so one. Silly. <laughs> so silly, so silly. I have one. So. I, I know, I have like two, and I'm the owner of this fucking show, and I have one. everything, and like i mean i'm not gonna lie there's some yeah. shows that I, well, you know i don't wear mine either but yeah. that's just because i don't give a shit sometimes <laughs> yeah that's see that but that's a real and that's not gonna fight that one i don't he's not gonna fight that one. i didn't care to do laundry so, I mean. <laughs> no my laundry is done most of the time i have days yeah. where I do it's laundry. not that it's not available is it's what just you're saying, i can get it's to it i'm like i just don't want to wear that today i just want to wear a different color i don't want to wear black today I want to wear white today. <laughs> I want to wear a different black shirt. Yeah. That's just what it is. Well, I was planning on putting my hoodie on during the break. But... Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Connor said I don't have mine on right now, but you're not on camera, Connor. It's different. Connor, man. You should yeah. be. You should be I'm, definitely wearing your shirt, but I you're not on camera. I'm so disappointed. Like, are, like, what the hell, see. Connor? I'm going to go into our first topic, guys. I'm kidding. And get off Jay's back. Chris is very disappointed, Connor. Don't believe me. No, just slightly disappointed. Slightly disappointed. I I just thought. And that's the worst thing. Just slightly. We're just disappointed. As a parent, you We're not mad. We're just disappointed. You could have been there, Connor. It's like, disappointed. (laughs) We love you, though, man. Sorry. (laughs) I don't know what's going on with my chat. It's not showing up at all. I can't see it. Well, I'm trying. I'm looking and I'm responding. Ashley and I are chatting it up plenty. Here. We're like hi. Yeah. Hi. Chat's not working. Hi. Anyways, um, we're gonna go into our first topic, and this one is gonna piss some people off. Oh no! Damn! I know. I know. <laughs> Please. Uh, this and this is kind of sad. Made me sad. <clears throat> but then again, this is me. So this wedding videography company mm-hmm. uh, denied a refund after man's fiance dies, and then. Taunts him on his website. Furthermore, goes to yes. Uh, Furthermore, the fiance of a Colorado woman who died in a car crash earlier this year is now facing both the grief from her sudden passing as well as the threat of a lawsuit from a videography company. the The couple plan to use at their wedding, according to a report. Alexis Wyatt was killed in a car crash in February, just outside of Colorado Springs. Her fiance. Justin Bot- uh, Motney uh, told everyone that their wedding was canceled. He tried to get a refund on the $1,800 deposit he paid to Copper Stallion Media. Copper Stallion Media. Yeah. A, a wedding videographer and photography company uh, based in Dallas, Texas. But the mm-hmm. company said its wedding contracts are non-refundable. 
Due to the rare circumstances, Montney said they should have honored his request. Yep, that's right. Um, after news of Montney's experience began to spread, people left dozens of negative reviews on Copper Stallion Media's social media page. That was a mouthful. Yeah. <laughs> as well as its page on the knot.com, a popular wedding website for help with planning, registries, and finding vendors according to the station. So let's jump ahead a little bit, okay? Mm-hmm. So once he tried to get his uh, refund, uh, the company wasn't really re- responding at first. So what yeah. happened was people got mad. They started leaving negative reviews on yeah, there. Rightfully so. It's like, yep, well, what's leaving going right on? Ne- yeah, negative reviews on their websites and whatnot. And then they they started uh, bashing this guy. And uh, some of the stuff <clears throat> is just ridiculous that they say. Um, let's see. There's a, there was one <clears throat> that says, We replied and expressed our sympathy and explained to him that all of our wedding contracts are non-refundable. The company states he kept emailing us trying to get a refund, and we kept reiterating that the contract is non-refundable. We eventually stopped responding since the issue was moot. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, now, in the news story, <clears throat> he admits that the contract was non-refundable, but says we should give the money back due to the circumstance. He said, life is a bitch, Justin. Yes. Um... <sighs> Also, they were saying that the non-refundable deposits are the industry standard and adding that when a couple reserves a date, that they just blocked off the calendar so no one else can book it. If the wedding is canceled, the company said it has to keep the money as liquidated damages as there is a likelihood that they won't rebook the date with someone else. What do you mean? Like, after all this, why would they go back yeah. to you? Why would this guy, regardless of how late in the future, I'm sorry I'm cutting you no, off. No, you're fine. Bit, why would he come back to y'all? Why would he want to do business with you again after all this? Why? I know, I know. And, like, other things started popping up, too, with this uh, company. Um, Let me do something real quick. Let's do this. And I'm, I see, I, I know you guys can see on the screen... But I'm going to blow this up for you guys so you can see just what pieces of shit mm-hmm. this company is. Um, so we put this on there, right? Yep. Okay, so um, there on the left side, you see the news article. On the right side, you see um, what Copper Stallion Media posted. Uh, and it basically... Um, shows a picture on the bottom of their post that has the couple together Mm -hmm. and like it looked like their wedding invitation but this is what they wrote today would have been the day where we would have filmed justin and alexis web wedding in colorado springs after what justin pulled with the media stunt to try to shake us down for a refund we hope you sob and cry all day for what would have been your wedding day. Sorry, not sorry. Like, what the fuck <laughs> wow, is that? That's messed up. Yeah, it, it, it's it, it's insane. It, it's absolutely insane that this company, um, like that 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 they think somehow that this is a way to handle something like yeah, this. Yeah, that, that's showing real maturity. I mean, and I hope. What do the fucking teenage girl run this fucking yeah, company? I, I, I know that's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, and and. and 
I, I researched into this a little bit more, mm-hmm. and apparently the owner of this company has other companies that were shut down over the years for similar things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this guy, uh, when it's like he gets shut down, he opens up a new company under a different name type thing. Mm-hmm. He's he's kind of like a troll of like the videographer world, you know? Yeah, it seems so, like so. Um, <laughs> yeah, so like basically that's what keeps happening. He'll book whatever. Um, and then something will happen to where somebody needs a refund and they and just go ballistic. He's like, no, yeah. like, like mm. the, the, she died. Yeah. Like, what's he supposed to do? I mean, Are you just supposed to expect him to, like I said before, come back to you and want you to be the ones filming their wedding and taking pictures? And I mean, stuff? what's he supposed Why? to do? Dig her up and like do like you're supposed to wait another five to ten situation? years. Or like, like whatever. Oh, film us. I mean, I can't Stop sit motion, there you know? like five to ten years when he finds a potential another person to marry because his fucking fiance just fucking died a few months a few months back. I'm sure he's not over that yet. Yeah. And then you're gonna put something on their wedding day, fucking just saying all this shit that is unnecessary to say. I think yeah. Epic's idea was a great a great TV show <laughs> idea. Man. Like, I don't understand should, that. Who should write this up? This would be a great sitcom kind of thing. You know? Yeah. And kind of like a, a guy with his dead wife. Yeah. Know? Kind of like, like a weekend with Bernie. That's, <laughs> that's awful, by the way. Part, part like Santa yeah. Clarita Diet, you yeah. know, but zombie instead that's, of... That's you know? awful. If this were oh. Santa Clarita Diet, she'd still be here, but she would just be a zombie. Yep. But she would still be... She, oh, she, she would, would definitely be, eat his ass. She would eat his ass. <laughs> Not maybe his ass, but like the I rest am mad. I am mad because this is fucking ridiculous. Oh, like I said, is. who runs this company? A 16-year-old girl? Um, I can actually tell you. So if you guys want to spiteful and full Destroy of hatred this guy is this skylar running this company is emily there too like i'm i'm serious like these two are real hateful sometimes so uh, but I, I think this even this level well, of the, fucked en- up. the ending of the whole message just sounded like a teenager exactly it's like right? oh sorry not sorry yes, like what do you mean no. like... sorry not sorry this isn't they racist also, they <laughs> also and this takes it a step further of, of, of how bad this guy is. Mm-hmm. How bad he is created he? a website. Yeah, he created a website. With this guy's name, JustinMotneyWedding.com. Yeah. In an attempt to build our case against Justin Motney. And re- like, re- who the fuck is going to side with you? They, they should, his, 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 I want to go to this website. What other fucking heartless human beings that. are going to side with you? Is it still there? Well, they're out there, unfortunately, actually. Like, it's fucked up. Like it's real fucked up though. I don't on think it's working. On a scale of one to ten, Ashley, what do you think? This is a solid like eleven, at really? least. That, you think? I'm really upset about this because yeah. his fucking that, fiance fucking is died. That in metric or I don't or know if it's in metric. I don't even know. I'm not thinking. I'm not thinking that 11, complicated about it. But this is really upsetting because what was he supposed to do? Somehow save her from the car accident so they didn't have to do all this, so this didn't have to happen. Like I'm sure. He would have rather have not had to deal with all this extra shit. Yeah. Give him the fucking refund. Go about your fucking life. The guy's name I mean, is Jesse J. Clark. It was, what eighteen hundred? He's spending like more two thousand dollars. I think it was. He's spending more money to fight it than it yeah. would be just to give it back. You I mean, know? You're a fucking and, idiot. And you know, it, what's that about? And I'm sorry. Any company that doesn't are do you that. Are you not sorry? Or are you sorry? I am sorry. I'm not sorry. <laughs> I think. I think. I think there's got to be other companies out there that would give them a refund. 
Well, and and Any most of them did. Person would. Most of yeah, them did. But... Even if their policy was non-refundable, <sighs> during I mean, there's, there's always there's always special circumstances. Yeah, you oh, know. And this is one yeah. of them. This is it. This yep. is in the, this what is other special type of circumstance do you need? She died. <laughs> she is dead. There's yeah. nothing he can do about this. He didn't want her to die. It was a car accident. He yeah. didn't want her to die. He didn't want to have to. It's not like he like, killed her. He didn't yeah. want to yeah. be fucking sitting on their wedding day sad that she lines. is dead. <laughs> yeah. This is out of his fucking control. And all you had to do was say. Here, here's your money back. You know We're sorry for your loss. Move yeah. the fuck on. You know what on. I say to the groom, Ashley? It was a blessing in fucking disguise. Count your blessings and take the eighteen. Oh fuck you, Chris. <laughs> fuck you too, Chris. Because what the fuck? Give him the fucking <laughs> refund. You don't even have to have anything to do with this guy. Yeah, he would have lost a whole lot more than eighteen hundred dollars if he got yeah. married. <laughs> you know, not all marriages are like that, Chris. Okay. We're sorry. We're sorry about. You know your your situation. But this wasn't necessarily sorry, their future. Sorry, I'm sorry. sorry. I'm sorry that you feel this not way sorry. about marriage. But it's not all marriages. That's crazy. I, I think uh, Chris goes by Jesse J. Clark. Outside yeah, of, I think uh, this is Chris. Is this you, Chris? You seem to be a marriage hater. So. I am a marriage hater. I do this not believe like in the sanctity of marriage. No, this seems to be your realm of... Been there, uh, done that, tried that. Yeah, this is definitely Chris's company. Yeah. This is his company on yeah, the side. Uh, I know. I, yeah. We all... It got put together. It's yeah. done. <laughs> Fuck you, Chris. Yeah, I've heard that before, you. too. <laughs> it's all you. <laughs> I was married. I've heard that. Oh, Check my you. God. Probably going to keep hearing it this episode. That's <laughs> all right. There's Maybe a spider web day, hanging. You know? Oh, man. There's a spider web hanging. That means there was a spider here. I don't yeah, like there that. was a spider here. Did you kill it? I don't know. The spider man. I might have, like, vacuumed it up or something. I don't okay. Know. <laughs> You're, like, all paranoid. I know. Did, like you, spider. did you vacuum it up? Did you, <laughs> did you kill it? I remember, did I remember, you murder uh, it? Did in, you save me? <laughs> in, in Carolina, Maybe? there used to be them spiders that'd be in the showers, and then they just like you jump like, at you. Well, no, yeah, but you spray them with the water, and they just like curl up in a little ball and like roll down the drain. <laughs> <laughs> Related but unrelated. Are spiders supposed to kill moths? Is that one of the insects that spiders kill? I think I don't so. Know. Probably. Then why they... the fuck do we have so many moths if there's a fucking spider in this <laughs> oh, bitch? Oh, well, he's on strike. Yeah. You know, he needs to fucking get back to his job. That's all I ask of him. Yeah. Kill are, the fucking are moths. They, uh, are they flying around in here? Because I don't think spiders travel too well. Fuck! I <laughs> know, <laughs> they're just anywhere. Sometimes they're down here. Yeah. Sometimes they're upstairs. There's sometimes they're of... up upstairs. We have centipedes, too. I know they Fuck eat those moths. centipedes. Yeah, centipedes well, you're not doing your yeah. job either, centipedes. That's why you don't belong I... in my house. Yeah, I can't deal with it. I don't care if they're actually doing their job, but yeah. they're not. So It's so crazy because you don't want to kill the centipede because it eats other bugs. Oh, no, but... I, I want to kill that but centipede. But when you see the, the centipede's actually uglier than all the other I bugs. know, Like, you're right? fucking gross. Ashley, yeah. pass the bug spray, would you? I don't have any. Oh, we're, all out. we're not uh, infested, by the way. No, we're not infested. We just have these goddamn centipedes and we have these goddamn moths. So just spiders. And like a random oh spider. But they're not doing their jobs. They're not killing each other yeah. like they're supposed to be. <laughs> Kill each other. Stop it. Stop trying to come after me and get in my face. What if we thought about the use the same uh, ideology, actually, with our children? 
But as we do with the pests. No. I don't want them to kill each other. Yeah. Um Tone Tone, is that how you say yes. it? Yes. Okay, said I wonder if the contract they signed said including death. And then she said still fuck up. Like which I, mean, I agree. I, I don't think they usually do include No, I'm that. sure they don't because yeah. I'm sure that's something that they're that doesn't happen that often. Yeah, but yeah. that should be a circumstance to where they are like, yeah, well, for sure. For sure. I mean, obviously, this kind, this, this really yeah. fucking sucks. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, you. but like, you, you can't know, have a little sympathy for the dude. Right. Yeah, you know, hey, like Sarah. every other, every other company that this guy asked and told them the situation, they were more than happy. You know why? Right. Because you don't want to be on the news as being the only guy being these that's fucking not assholes, being sympathetic to this guy. You know. Yeah. I mean, it's actually good for business because it hey, shows you, you have a heart. Hey, you would have looked like a decent person, yeah. but now you look like a total asshole, right. Chris. And then, and then he's talking about, oh, well, as far as the no, date. No, I agree with you. The date being taken oh, up. We, we, we figured it out, Hold on, Jay's trying to say Sorry, something. Sorry, Jay. Go no, ahead, you're Jay. Good. You're good. Um, as far as the date being taken up, this guy's uh, photography place probably isn't even that popular to where that date would have been right taken my other question is why the fuck did they book somebody from dallas if they're like in colorado i guess i mean that's yeah. just kind of well, whatever he probably I mean, doesn't have good business he probably has just no take whatever I mean, they can get i mean i guess colorado probably isn't like a prominent videography place but yeah. still Colorado. Oh, well, maybe yeah, they just liked the work they did maybe that i don't know like Beautiful. yeah fuck I mean, you chris this is all your fault <laughs> this is your company so <laughs> i'm mad yep Fuck Chris. And I ain't giving him his fucking money back. I know you're not. You've made that abundantly clear. Dude, I saved you. That's what I did. I saved you. That's funny. Thousands and thousands of dollars. So fucked up, Chris. Why? Did you, like, cut her brake lights? What the fuck? What do you mean, Chris? Are you saving her? Are you saving him? Are you fucking admitting to the murder? No, 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 no. I'm just, I'm BSing. Okay. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, I was there. Oh, yeah. so, so this is what really <laughs> went down. Chris. The husband the, the husband hired the photographer <laughs> photographer to to uh cut the brake lines. <laughs> so that was actually the payment and it was yeah. covered up. I don't know. So now came, he's bro. trying to sue him to get the money back, but the photographer I figured it out. I know who's who's the Mastermind of this whole the thing. Done it. He solved it. Carol fucking bad. <laughs> Carol fucking bad. I saw that one coming. I knew he was gonna do fucking Carol thing. Baskin. <laughs> I knew it. Carol. Get Baskin. the fuck out of people's shit. You don't know who Carol Baskin is? No. Oh my god. Sorry, he didn't um, know there was riots you're under a rock. burning yeah, in the street either today. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it sounds familiar. Oh, I'm from the Tiger King, man. Oh no, okay, I got you. Yeah. My bad. Exactly. Yeah. They should. You're, um, yeah, that that is. <laughs> it's, it, I, I mean, I agree. Carol probably had something. Yeah. I, well, I heard they're reopening. Like they're reopening the that. case. Yeah. yeah, they are. Oh, yeah, I heard Good. that too. But because everyone that wait, watched wait, that wait, is no, like, it's, 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 no, we're not done. It's as plain okay. as in sight. Like when everyone watched that, everyone but the the detectives are like, she did it. <laughs> oh, oh I she know. did it. Like, how do you know so much about? Like, no, just yeah, no, she did it. So, Tone Tone said they should have offered to do a compilation of old photos for him and made a slideshow or something to keep their money. Give him something if you're not going to refund the money. Exactly. Do yeah. something. Be so decent, Chris. But yeah. no, can't be decent. <laughs> be decent. Be human. Right. Be decent. And no, Chris, I don't really think you would you know, do I, that. I meant Just what saying. I said, Ashley, in a way to provide, um, you know, like 
condolences to the guy who lost his fiance. Think okay. of it this way. It's a it's a positive thing, man. It's not. No, it's it not. All. No. The guy, it's not. The guy saved him, you know? No. No, he didn't. He only lost I don't think Tommy would be like I don't think super happy. Like, I, you know, he only lost I don't think $100. You... That's it. No. No, Chris. No. He didn't. He lost he his fiance and $2,000. But the $2,000, <laughs> like, probably Fake pales in comparison. Yeah. But it would probably, you know, it's just like, well. Listening to her say the same thing. Kind of like, kind of like. You know, it's almost it's it's really fucked up for me to say God this. Damn it, Chris. It's fucked up for me to think that way. That like it's kind of pointless now for me to put this two thousand dollars because now there's no going to be no wedding, and it's just sad. I'm just sad about this. No. I'm angry and I'm sad. You know when a wedding doesn't happen? No, Chris. An angel falls from heaven. No, Chris. Fuck out oh of here. Oh my God. <laughs> Uh, well, make sure you follow us on the social media. <laughs> make sure you follow uh, us. Facebook, YouTube, um, After Instagram. That, Chris's uh, hatred uh, of marriage. Yeah. Whatever, <laughs> uh, it's cool. Join our Discord. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah, do that. Do that. Do that, yeah. Um, she's going to put a link on there. Am I? Yes. Ooh, she's going to put a link on there. Here it comes. Uh, Join our Discord. Oh, do Make it. Make sure you watch us on the epicradioshow.com. If you every think this Sunday. is a, a fucking stupid time, then. Yes. Also, <laughs> we have Patreon. Yeah. Uh, Patreon.com backslash the epic radio show. $5 a month. You get access to terrible. our newest podcast, uh, who is hosted by Connor, and it's called Beyond Epic. Um, and it's really pretty awesome. Uh, what he's been doing there. Yeah, so, good job, Connor. Yes. So five dollars is all you need. Chris is terrible, but yeah. Connor is not terrible. <laughs> um, but we do I'm have to take sorry. a break because uh, we're overdue for our, our guest. Yes. Um. So I'm gonna go ahead and go on break. When we get back, we're gonna have Jeffrey Gurian. And if you yes. don't know who this guy is, stay tuned because, um. It, it's going to be a good time. Yeah, it's going to be a really good interview. All right. We will see you in a few. My guest this week is uh, really exciting. Uh, some of you may not recognize his name, but his influence has spanned over 35 years of comedy. His writing credits include Robin Williams, Mitch Hedberg, and Rodney Dangerfield, to name a few. Please welcome to the show the incredibly infamous Jeffrey Gurian. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey, we're doing great. Good. I just want to clarify one thing in my introduction. Sure. I didn't write for Mitch Hedberg. We were just in Oh, Okay. So, uh, but there's a very long list of people that I did write for, like Rodney Dangerfield and Joe yes. Ripple and Richard Belzer and Gilbert Gottfried. So it's just I just want to clarify that I don't I don't need credits that I didn't earn. <laughs> All right. Well, my introduction kind of leads me to my first question. 
Okay. Uh, and I'm sorry for the way it, this might come off. This might sound like kind of a backhanded compliment, but bear with me. Uh, but how do you feel about the fact that you seem to be important to a, a, a wide range of A-list comedians, uh, but to the normal person, you're a virtual unknown? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, how do you feel about that? <clears throat> well, it's I, I hold I seem to hold a very unique place in the comedy world. People are doing a documentary film about me right now. Um, how do I feel about it? No one can change their life. Most people are not known by anybody. They're known by their friends. That's you know? true. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, the fact that uh, TV stations cover me, I've been on every news show. I'm not a household name by any chance, but people in the industry know who I am. And when I was in the hospital recently for uh, COVID double pneumonia, I got, I got uh, support and prayers from the head of Netflix, from the head of the Just for Laughs Festival, both of them who, who sent me messages that uh, I have a lifetime pass waiting for me at the festival because it wouldn't be a festival without me. Oh. Those are their words, and that's the biggest comedy festival in the world. So, so important people know who I am, and they value my presence and my friendship, and I value them as well. So, it is what it is, you know. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 there's. I no... mean, that's a good attitude to have, you know, because <clears throat> well, honestly, the... I, I feel like that most people, um, I mean, in their lifetime, probably couldn't do or achieve half of the things you have it's really incredible so i just was wondering if like um there was any type of like things you would want to change uh, along the way or anything that you thought could have been better no i wouldn't change a thing. i was way ahead of my time i was doing monty python stuff before the pythons and you know i had meetings in the early days when I first started my comedy career with every agent and I was showing them films that I had made. It's how I got started. I brought these crazy films up to Saturday Night Live. I was driving what I could only describe as a, a pit mobile in those days. <laughs> it was a Mandarin orange Eldorado, a Cadillac Eldorado <laughs> that had been made for one of the Isley brothers. And uh, he decided not to take it and I bought it. And I put a Rolls Royce grill on it, like the pimp strobe with oh. big white wall fires. <laughs> and I, I was doing films like, um, they were like false crimes. Like several men were arrested for smearing cream cheese on the ankles of elderly women who wore their stockings rolled down like bagels. I don't know if you've ever seen it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so it looked like bagels to me. So I got my dear grandmother who had such a wonderful sense of humor. I was so sick with comedy that she actually let me put cream cheese on her ankles and she made believe she had a Jewish accent. And she said, you know, and she said in, in the Jewish religion, we have two kinds of stockings, one for milk and one for meat. And this crazy man, he smeared cream cheese on my meat stockings and I can't get, I can't get it off. And then I zoomed in on her ankles with the cream cheese. So I, I brought that That's up to hilarious. Saturday Night Live and the show was very new in those days. Yeah. And you know the name Alan Zweibel, I'm sure, right? Yes. Okay, so Alan Zweibel, for those who don't know, is an award-winning comedy writer, producer, director. He created its Gary Shandling show. Mm-hmm. 
he was very close to Gilda Radner and wrote the, uh, the book Bunny Bunny about Gilda Radner. He's very, very famous. But at the time, we were all kids. He was playing handball on the wall. And I drove down to Saturday Night Live in my pimp mobile. <laughs> and I, I threw the doorman a couple of bucks because in those days there was no terrorism. You could drive right up to the right up to the door. These days it's all closed. You can't get anywhere near the building. <laughs> but I drove right up to the door in that car. I had a CB radio in the shape of a telephone because there was no cell phones. There was no car phones. But I was very ostentatious in this car. And I drove up. And I threw the doorman a few bucks and I said, watch my car. Lorne Michaels is expecting me. <laughs> Lorne Michaels never heard of me, but in a car like that, in a car like that you could get away with anything. You know? Yeah. And I sure. snuck up to SNL and I showed Alan's wife, Bell, my tape. And he loved it. And he said he never saw anything like that before. And he called his manager, a man named David Jonas, and asked him to meet with me, which was so nice. He didn't just give me the information. He actually called him on my behalf. And he said, you got to meet with this guy. And David Jonas was managing Freddie Prinze at the time and was the one who got him the show Chico and the Man. Not Freddie Prinze Jr., but yeah. Freddie Prinze Sr. And, mm. uh, and that's how I got started writing comedy. It took me about a year because I was thinking of, like it was like sketch stuff, like cream cheese on the ankles. To this day, I just spoke to Alan about, two weeks ago because he has a new book coming out and he notified me about the book and he said to me you know I still remember cream cheese on the ankles and it's like, <laughs> like more than, it's more than 35 years ago that's but that image sticks out in his mind so um Jeffrey that's I, a great story it <laughs> is great, it really is well, I, I have so many but that's really how <laughs> I started and I was doing films about the Masters of Disguise at the time. The Masters of Disguise were two master criminals who disguised themselves as inanimate objects to commit their crimes. <laughs> so, so it starts out as two men disguised as coats rob a hat store. They come in over the arms of two other men and they say, just act natural like wear your coats and nobody will get hurt. Oh my right? God. And then police draw composite drawings of the perpetrators and it's two coats. And so... I did many, many crimes by the masters of disguise. And all those things were on these, this tape. So I had meetings with every agency. They were all interested in meeting with me. And everybody said, we love this stuff, but we don't know where to put it. There's no place. Nobody was doing absurdist comedy in those days. And so all these years, I got to meet with everybody. Dave Becky, I mean, just like I was at every place. And they all knew my early work and they all thought it was funny, but everybody said the same thing. You're way ahead of your time. And nobody took the opportunity to try to do something new and create a show out of it. Many people thought about it, but nobody did it. And then Jack Rollins, you know, I, I was, at the time that all this was happening, I was a practicing cosmetic dentist. So are you familiar with the name Jack Rollins? I'm not. I'm sure Chris is, though, yeah. Okay, well, Jack Rollins managed Woody Allen, Billy Crystal, oh, and God. Robin Williams. So how would that? how's that for credits? Yeah, then, yeah. <laughs> at, the, at the end of every Woody Allen movie, it says, uh, produced by Rollins and Jaffe, Charlie Jaffe and Jack Rollins. And Jack Rollins just left us a couple of years ago at 100 years old. Oh, wow. And uh, 
he was very influential in helping me in my career. Uh, he sent he sent me up to Saturday Night Live a couple of years later with some other projects that I was doing uh, to meet with the head writer. And uh, he said to me, I don't even have to look at your stuff. If Jack Rollins says you're funny, you're funny. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Jeffrey, are these stories chronicled in, in a book that's out there by chance? Because these are great, great stories, you know? No, I haven't written a book about it. It feels too egotistical. But you've written a number of books, though, but it, none that have chronicled. Well, speaking of books, you actually have a, a, a current Amazon bestseller right now. I do. Yeah. yeah. That's a very important book to me. It's my sixth book. It's the first book that I wrote really about myself. It's a very personal book, but not st really stories about my life. Again, it feels egotistical, but there sure. are people doing a documentary on me now, and those stories will come out in the film. Okay. But, but my book on happiness is a very important book to me. It's called, I'll hold it up so you could see it. Sure. I actually and, have a picture of it too. Oh, okay. So it it's there. called... It's called Healing Your Heart by Changing Your Mind, a spiritual and humorous approach to achieving happiness, uh, which is everybody's goal all over the world. That's all people really want, mm -hmm. to be happy. Of course. And that's why what we do in comedy is so important, bringing laughter to people. But, um, you know, healing your heart is not about heart disease. <laughs> and it's interesting because I wound up having a heart attack in 2015. <laughs> But, that, but that's not what the book is about. I quote, yeah. since, since we're children, every time someone hurts your feelings or yells at you or breaks a promise to you or insults you or breaks up with you in a relationship, all those things stay inside of us. You internalize them. You take them into your heart chakra. And I call them heart wounds. And they stay with you for your whole life. And they affect your self-esteem and your self-confidence. And they affect every decision that you make because every time you're called upon to make a decision, you think about what to do. And if your thoughts are not valid, if, if some of your thoughts are negative against yourself or they're faulty, you, your decisions won't work out for you. It's the reason why people go through life with getting the same bad job. Every time they get a job, it ends the same bad way or the same bad relationship over and over again. And the only common denominator is them. The other people all change. They're the ones that keep showing up. So something about our thinking is faulty. So about myself, I was a very severe stutterer until I was in my 20s and beyond, in my 30s too. I stuttered so badly that I couldn't even say my name. I could never say Gurian. Uh, most stutterers have a hard time saying their name. And I... My parents had sent me to speech therapy and no one was able to help me. And I realized one day that I didn't stutter when I was alone. I only stuttered when I was trying to talk to somebody else, which told me that there was really nothing wrong with me because you can't have a disability based on your location. You know what I'm saying? A man with a limp limps in every room of his house. He can't go into a room by himself and walk perfectly. But if, sure. I, could, if I could speak perfectly when I'm alone then theoretically it means there's nothing wrong with me, that I created this false disability in my head for whatever reason. Brilliant. So I started, I started studying when I was six or seven years old. So I had to cure myself. 
And what I did was I learned that I had to change a thought. I had to examine my thoughts, which is a very hard thing to do, to be objective about your own thoughts, because we tend to believe our own thoughts, but you created them. And the interesting thing is that your thoughts are not based on your experience. They're based on your interpretation of your experience. So you can have siblings grow up in the same household. They're completely different people. And if you ask them about their childhood, you'll think they had different parents. Exactly. Yep. Right? Because, because their interpretation of their experience is completely different. And a lot of people were bullied as children. A lot of people had mean things said to them by strangers even. And in some part of your mind, you hold on to that and you hold on to these negative thoughts. So what I had to do is I had to work very hard to release myself from negative thoughts about myself and give myself, take, take what must have been an inferiority complex and turn it into a superiority complex, not to feel better than people, but just to feel even. Yeah. So that's yeah. a long answer to your story, but that's a lot about what my book is about, yeah. is learning to change the way you think to create happiness in your life. And how did this book help you uh, when you had COVID? Uh, you you just recently recovered from COVID-19, um, yeah. double pneumonia uh, from that. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that experience and, and what you went through? Absolutely. Yeah, it was a very, very difficult time. I've been sick. I just got better the last few days. I've been sick basically for two months. Wow. Um, I was sick for 14 days before I had to call an ambulance. And and I'm just going to take a quick drink of water. because That's fine. My yeah. throat gets dry still from the pneumonia. Mm -hmm. um, is was, that Aquafina? It is, yeah. I've, I've heard a joke, and I don't remember who wrote it. You might even know. But um, it might have even been George Carlin. But uh, said Aquafina, the end of water. <laughs> I never heard of it. But no, that's, yeah, uh, it sounds like Carlin. Yeah. I think it was Carlin when he when um, uh, the bottled water industry really started taking off in the what mid to late nineties. Um, you know, he 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 did a joke about bottled water. Oh, everybody's well, buying bottled water instead of getting drinking from their tap. You know, no, I know, and it's funny to me because for years I made fun of people drinking bottled water. Yeah, but especially now with the pandemic and not going out um and i wound up i had a kidney stone a few years ago and people said the doctors told me i have to drink a lot of water so i started buying bottled water and it's just funny the things that you make fun of you actually wind up doing it <laughs> i know i i hated people everybody with a were traveling with a bottle of water i'm like you know people are morons they you know everybody wants to be so trendy so people in New York City, you know, it's the it's the home of all trends, you know, and so it just used to strike me so funny, and now I do it too. Yeah. So you have to be careful what you make fun of. Yes. Uh, yes. But, so I was sick for two months. A few days before I got sick, you know, when I'm not performing, I'm covering the comedy scene, which I've been doing for 20 years. Comedy Matters TV. It started mm -hmm. as a zine, and then it became a video thing and I have a YouTube channel with a couple of million views and over 500 videos with everybody from Jimmy Fallon on down. Everybody's on my channel, Nick Kroll and John Mulaney who have been such great friends of mine. But 
I, I was so I was out covering the comedy scene four days before I got sick. I did my own podcast at the legendary comedy club, the Comic Strip. I did the book on the Comic Strip with Chris Rock, who wrote the introduction to the book, and um, the owner Richie Tinkin is a very, very dear friend for many years. And he gives me the club to use for my podcast. I do it from the stage because it's an iconic stage. It's where Seinfeld and Adam Sandler recently did their Netflix special. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's a very important place. So Ron Bennington from Sirius XM Radio was my guest that day. And it was just the two of us and my team because people were already concerned about the virus. And we were joking about it, you know, like, you know, if there was an empty area in the club, it'd be like, is this the coronavirus section? You know, <laughs> people, people weren't really taking it very seriously yeah. at that point. The next night I went to see Jerry Seinfeld and Barry Sonnenfeld at the 92nd Street Y about Barry's new book. Jerry was interviewing him and the place was packed. The auditorium must have had 600 people mm -hmm. and it was absolutely packed. Mm. The next night, I was shooting videos for uh, an upcoming project at clubs around town. I went to Gotham Comedy Club, New York Comedy Club, down to the Grizzly Pair. You can shout out Kenny Warren and Gabe Dorado, by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, We've had great Gabe Dorado on the show. He's a great guy. Yeah, I was with Chris Mazzilli, the owner of Gotham, a, an amazing guy, runs one of the best clubs in the city. And... Uh, that was uh, that night. And then the next night, I covered a National Lampoon show. There was a UCB showcase that was supposed to go off earlier. And I was already concerned about going to two shows in one night. I'm like, I shouldn't push this. And then the UCB show ended up getting canceled, which made my decision easier. But <laughs> I, did, I did go to the National Lampoon show because they're new in New York. These guys, Evan Shapiro is the new president of National Lampoon. And a guy named Gian, Gian Hunjan, is like a, a VP. And they personally invited me to the show. And I wanted to go to support because I love to support people that are doing cool things. And when someone is kind enough to invite me personally, I always show up. So I went. And I went with trepidation. And I got there early. And I went to... There was a nearby Trader Joe's and unknowingly I stocked up on food, uh, not knowing that, that I was going to need that for the next 14 days. Yeah. But um, nobody was social distancing yet. Everybody was crowded. The lines were very long to check out already. And everybody was right on top of each other. Because people asked me, where do you think you got sick? Because I got sick the very next day. But who knows where you took the wrong breath within the last 14 days. For sure. For <laughs> I could sure. have been anywhere. Yeah. It didn't happen the night before, I'm sure. Yeah. So it started as a cold. And I thought, you know, okay, I'm sneezing and coughing. And it didn't, it didn't really strike me the first couple of days. The third day, it was Friday the 13th, and it went to my throat. And when Jeez. I get a cold, it always goes to my throat. And I keep Z-Pack in the house. And luckily, for some reason, I had two courses of Z-Pack. Usually, Z-Pack is a five-day course, uh, a five-day regimen. But I had two of them. And I started taking the Z-Pack. And I truly believe that's one of the things that saved me. 
because I didn't know that hospitals were using ZPAC in conjunction with hydroxychloroquine and zinc. Huh. I didn't realize that that was like a, a three-way thing. Hmm. I just started taking it and I took it for 10 days as I got sicker and sicker. And I kept telling myself I can breathe. But I had a fever, but I couldn't tell how high because I had this stupid old thermometer that my great-grandmother in <laughs> Russia, my great-grandmother in Russia would have made fun of this. For how yeah. It was like a, one of those glass and mercury thermometers. Oh, I, yeah. I didn't even own a digital thermometer. I couldn't read it. Oh my God. So I didn't know how much fever I had, but I was getting <laughs> night sweats. Usually after you get a night sweat, the fever breaks. But in this case, the fever would come back. Every okay. night I'd be sweating. I got chills when my whole body was shaking so bad. My mm. teeth were chattering. I couldn't even hold the glass. Wow. I had, I had body pain like I couldn't believe. My back, my legs, every place hurt. Um, I was nauseous from morning to night. It didn't leave and I couldn't throw up. Usually when you're nauseous, you can find the cool spot on the bed. You could find some place to lay down. It, nothing stopped. My head was pounding constant nausea, Damn. Dramamine didn't help. After 14 days, I was bleeding from my nose. Wow. I, I couldn't take it anymore. And so I had it took a, you 14 days to, to check yourself into a hospital? Yeah, I was afraid to go to the hospital because, wow. of, because of my heart condition that put me in a high risk. And I was nervous that I would catch more germs in the hospital. So I kept telling myself, this has to get better. How many days can you be sick? Yeah. And, and instead, I just got worse and worse to the point where I just couldn't take the pain anymore. Gotcha. I, I had a, I, it had to overcome the fear. So I called an ambulance that morning. I, I waited till the morning because I couldn't get myself to go to the hospital in the middle of the night. It's too scary. And you don't know who's on duty in the middle of the night. There's no experienced physicians on at that time. And I just... I don't know how I got through it. I called 911 and they interviewed me on the phone because at the time New York was so overrun with cases, they weren't sending ambulances for just anyone. Yeah. When I told them about my symptoms and that I had a history of a, of a heart condition, they said, we're coming for you. And that's when the magic kind of started. Um, I had already been using the concepts of, in my book to try to center myself, to try to stay positive. When the, when the ambulance crew came, they were two of the nicest guys in the world. I live in a very big building, a 36-story building. I left my door open just in case I couldn't get to the door to let them in, which is an important thing to do for anybody who's listening. If you ever have to call an ambulance, leave your door open so that they have a way to get in in case you're incapacitated and you can't get to the door by the time they get there. So... These two guys show up in this huge stretcher and they were all gowned and masked, of course. And this one guy was so nice and so kind that he took my hand and he said to me, don't worry, you're going to be okay. And I can't tell you what that meant to me. Mm. For somebody to say that when you're that yeah. sick. Yeah, for sure. I, I think, this is my theory, that when you're that sick, you become kind of childlike. You feel mm -hmm. like you need somebody to take care of you. Yeah. You know, you revert back to childhood because this is a very alone disease. You're, you're, you're quarantining, unless you're married and you have a family with you. My yeah. kids are grown and they live other places. So I'm by myself. 
So did any of them come to visit you or check on you while you were in the hospital? I I wouldn't allow them to. No. First of all, I was in isolation. Dangerous. You couldn't. Only one person at a time was allowed in my room. So when they brought me to the emergency room, they found the space for me. They were already so crowded. They weren't sure they could find the cubicle for me. They found a place for me and they put me in at the time. You know how they say your blood pressure is normal at 120 over 80? Yes. Okay. My 80 had dropped to 42. Oh, wow. So my circulatory system was collapsing. Mm-hmm. And they had a hard time finding a vein to start an IV. Um, they put me next to a woman who was screaming. And when I say screaming, I mean, she was screaming with every exhalation. Every time she breathed <laughs> out, it was wow. a screaming. So you could imagine the state, how hard that is to deal with, because I'm so sick. They're trying, they're poking around, trying to find the vein. And I had to use the principles in my book because there's a tendency to feel sorry for yourself. Like, why is all this happening? And why is it happening to me? And one of the spiritual principles is, well, why not me? Whoever promised you that your life is supposed to be perfect and that you're never supposed to get sick or have anything bad happen right. to you. Yeah. So I, I had to step outside myself and feel sorry for this woman about how scared she must be or how much pain she must be in so I could detach from the fact of how uncomfortable it was making me laying next to someone who was screaming with every breath. So I was begging them to give me something to take away the nausea because I couldn't stand it anymore. They finally gave me a pill. And I laid there for hours. And finally, they came and they took a chest x-ray of me. And I mean, many people came in and they took medical histories and all, but then they left. They gave me a button to press if I needed a nurse. But when I pressed it, it didn't work. (laughs) So I'm laying there in a closed thing. I can't get anybody's attention. Mm -hmm. And I'm by myself and I need help. And I had to call out to people. I had to advocate for myself very wow. often, which is not an easy thing to do to get people's attention. Well, especially when you have double pneumonia. I mean, I'm sure you didn't really have the lung ca- capacity that you normally would have to. Exactly. Yeah. I was very hoarse, but at the time I didn't know yet. They took gotcha. a chest X-ray and an ultrasound of my lungs, and then a pulmonary specialist came and said to me, "You have COVID d- double pneumonia." Wow. And it, it hit me. Like a, like a shock, like a blast, because I knew I was sick and I knew I had the virus. There was no question in my mind, but to hear the words double pneumonia was really scary to me. I had never had pneumonia in my life. And as a doctor myself, I know that means I have fluid in my lungs. Yeah. So they were actually debating whether to send me home or not because they weren't keeping everybody. They needed beds and they agreed to keep me because I told them, I said, I'm alone. I can't. I can't do this by myself anymore. I'm too sick. So they, a few hours later, they found the room for me. Late afternoon. I had gotten there in the morning. They brought me to this room. And if I wasn't sick, it would have been a gorgeous room. Yeah. It, was a, it was a huge private room in isolation. It had a, a sign, negative pressure. I remember as they wheeled me in, it meant that they didn't allow the air to escape outside. Wow. And... They used the room, they had been using the room for cancer patients. 
but they, they moved all the cancer patients and they created a COVID wing. They took me to NYU Langone Hospital, by the way, which coincidentally, I taught at NYU for 12 years in the oral medicine and orofacial pain department. So it was very interesting that I wound up in that particular hospital. And uh, they nursed me back to health. They covered me with ice. The first thing they did, they took off my sneakers and my socks and they gave me a gown. And it just made me feel like I was being taken care of. They were so busy, they didn't even have a pillow for my bed. Jeffrey, they, a, they didn't try to put any schmear on those socks now, did they? <laughs> <laughs> I had to. I apologize, my friend. No, that's okay, on my ankles, yeah. right? <laughs> but my feet were swelling up from the virus. At the time, they didn't know that that was one of the symptoms. I developed a rash on my back, such a bad rash that they took oh, wow. They thought it was because they had no pillow, so they wrapped up a rough blanket and put it behind me. Oh. But in, in, in weeks later, it turns out that many people who have the virus get a rash. And that's probably mm. what that was. It was so new that a lot of people weren't familiar with the symptoms. So on, the, on my second day, they finally got my fever down. They put ice packs on my head and under my arms and on my legs to bring down my fever. When I saw 98.6 on the thermometer, by the way, they gave me a digital thermometer. <laughs> they let me keep it and take it home. My greatest gift of all time. I can't tell you. I, I take my temperature every once in a while just to test it out. It's so yeah. fun to see 98.6. Yeah. When I saw it in the hospital, it brought tears to my eyes. I have to tell you, I was so relieved to see a change. On the second day, they started me on that hydroxychloroquine. Mm -hmm. And I don't care what people say. I know there's a controversy about it, but this hospital was doing research on it. And that drug helped me because they gave me a double dose in the morning and a double dose at night, along with zinc, zinc sulfate. They didn't give me more z pack because I had been on it for 10 days. Yeah. And I'm telling you, I started to feel a change by that night. Wow. And they told me that they were going to move me the next day. And I was like, I was concerned. I'm like, why would you move me? I'm just starting to feel a little bit better. And they're like, because we need this room for sicker people. Oh, wow. And so that was another thing I had to, I had to do this thing in my head. They moved me to a room on the third day, which was a nightmare. They put me in a room with three other very sick men, all with the virus. And I can't tell you how horrible that was to be surrounded by people with the virus and all much sicker than me. The man next to me was an elderly Chinese man who didn't speak English. And he was, I thought he was dying. That's how bad he sounded. He was choking and coughing. I had to call the nurse for him. I was concerned wow. for him, but I was also concerned for me because he was coughing into the air. And yeah. I'm laying right next to him. Yeah. And I'm in a weakened condition. And this thing can be spread by coughing. Yes. And he's choking and coughing into the air. And they, there was no other place to move me. They had no rooms. They were putting people in the hallways already. Wow. The man across from me was throwing up nonstop. And the man in the other bed, a 43-year-old man, had to be rushed to intensive care because his breathing suddenly dropped within minutes dropped from 93 to 80. So 
this disease is very scary. You could be okay one minute and a few minutes later, you're deathly ill. That's how it works. That's so they, again, a couple of nurses came by. The hospital staff was so supportive. I can't tell you, a couple of nurses took the time to come and sit with me and hold my hand and tell me that I'm going to be okay. And again, that kindness meant so much. It may sound so simple, but when you're that sick, it mean it really means a lot. Ron Bennington announced my situation on Sirius XM radio. And I started getting hundreds and hundreds of messages from fans, from the comedy community. I got amazing messages from people. Bill Burr wrote me such a beautiful message. Nick Kroll and John Mulaney and Bert Kreischer and Gad El Malet called me from Paris to send me love and wish me healing energy. Uh, I, uh, Jim Norton, I can't tell you how many people reached out to me and I was too sick to answer, but just knowing that that many people were thinking of me, you know, I'm, I'm a very big believer in the power of prayer and the power of thought. Amen. And when so many people are focusing their energy on one thing, I really believe that it has an effect. And I can honestly say that it helped me. I think it helped strengthen my immune system. Mm -hmm. in, order, in order to heal, you have to stay positive. Yeah. In, a, in a situation like that, it's very easy to go negative. You know? And mm -hmm. so my book, the principles in my book, you can't only talk the talk. You have to walk the walk, right? Yeah. So I had to, I had to keep focusing. Like, yeah, I'm sick, but I can't feel sorry for myself because there are people here that are much sicker than I am. And with any luck, I'm going to get out of here. And some people may not. And I had to keep reminding myself to not engage in self-pity, that people were caring about me and that they wanted me to come back. And it, it, was, it was a crazy process. So... On the third day, they told me that they were probably going to discharge me the next day. Mm -hmm. And with four guys sharing one small bathroom, I couldn't wait to get out of there. <laughs> yeah. It was horrible. I had, to say, I had to say, can you please send in a cleaning crew to clean the bathroom? <laughs> because I can't go in there. Gotcha. And, you know, it was, it was really horrible. And, but again, better than being left in the hall in New York. <laughs> They were putting people in Central Park. Can you imagine? Yeah. Being and being put in a tent in yeah. Central Park. I mean, that has to be a nightmare. I mean, nobody wants to go there when they're well, much less sick. Exactly. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so yeah. So it was it was insane. Yeah. Um, on the fourth day, they told me they were going to try and send me home by by noon. Okay. So by by two in the afternoon, when they brought me lunch, I realized I wasn't getting out by noon. <laughs> and one of the doctors came in and said to me, because I don't know what the holdup is, I authorized your release this morning. So by 3.30, 3.25, an ambulance crew comes in and they said, we have your release for 3.30. I never got dressed so fast in my life. <laughs> I, I put on clothes. <laughs> was like, I broke all records. And one nurse was kind enough to go to the pharmacy to get me my medication to take That's home awesome. because I still needed to take hydroxychloroquine and more zinc. Um, 
and the ambulance crew was not allowed to make a stop to get it. So this nurse said, don't worry, I'll go get it for you. And people were so amazingly nice and so supportive. Everybody from the cleaning crew to the people who wheel you through the hospital, everybody was trying to give me support and comfort. And these guys, they strapped me into a stretcher. They were very surprised that I could get on the stretcher myself. I did it both times. I hopped up on the stretcher when they came to my house. Mm -hmm. The guy said to me, we have to carry most people. He said, of all the people I've seen, you have the best physical presentation of all of the sick people that I've seen. Huh. That's and a blessing. So, yeah, it was amazing. So when they took me home, they strapped was me that in. that Z-Pack, right? <laughs> I, no, I really believe that. I'm telling yeah. you. Because after I got home, I read stories. I, I researched it. Z-Pack, they said, is very good for pneumonia and to protect your lungs. Okay. And so the fact that I put myself on it for 10 days, that I had enough to do that, was a blessing because I was afraid to call my doctor. I called my doctor on Friday, March 20th, and he said to me, it sounds like you should be in the hospital. And I said, look, I'm afraid to go. Yeah. And I, somehow I waited another six days. I, I don't know how I endured. Well, we're glad you're with us now. Yes. And uh, I don't think they're I don't think anybody's ready for a world without Jeffrey Gurian. Um, <laughs> Thank you. So New York One wound up doing a story on it. And, and you know, I saw it's that. So That's crazy. It's so funny for a guy who's not a household name. <laughs> I, wound up getting, I wound up getting a lot of press. There you go, yeah, buddy. Exactly, right? <laughs> people, people who are very, very kind, they did a really nice sure. story. And the story ran the whole weekend. It ran all of Memorial Day. New York One runs their stories every couple of hours. So I've gotten tremendous response from people. Mm -hmm. And again, it was that book that, that, that those positive concepts, I had to really fight to stay positive. Yeah. And I had to just keep certain things in mind. Um, so l literally changing my mind. I'm going to... Put I think the, that's important for people to know. I'm going to put the image of the book back up. And uh, this is available on Amazon. Is there any other place that it's available? Yeah, in all bookstores, Barnes okay. & Noble. But it's available as an ebook, as a paperback, and also as an audio book. For people who don't like to read, they could just listen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who does your um, – who, who um, is reading it? Who's the voice? Me. You? Oh, you yeah, got to that, do it. That's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. Uh, yeah, well, it was so weird. You, you know how like amazing things seem to happen? After I did the paperback, people said to me, you need to do an audio book. And I'm like, how do you do an audio book? I don't know how to do it. About two weeks later, I get an email out of nowhere from this huge company, Tantor Media, the biggest in audio books. And they said to me, we saw your paperback and we love it. By any chance, are the audio rights available? And I said, yes. And I said, is there any chance that I can read it? Because usually they hire people to <laughs> yeah, read Yeah, book. that's why I asked. Great right. move, and they, though. And they said to me, uh, send us a, a file of your voice. Just read, read your book into your phone and send us the file. I read about 15 pages into it. I sent them the file, and they came back, and they said, we really like the way you sound. We're going to arrange for you to do the book in our studio in Manhattan. Huh. The studio happens to be right across town from where I live. I could huh. walk to it, right? Wow. So I go to the studio. They left me four days of studio time 
I did it in one day and 40 minutes. Wow. They said, we've never seen anybody do a book <laughs> that fast because it just flowed. It was like it was meant to be. It was your superpower. Yeah, your superpower. My, it was crazy. It was my book. To them I, I had the feeling for it, and I didn't make any mistakes when I read. And as you can see, I no longer stutter. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and Jay said it was the Z-Packs, man. It gave you that power. <laughs> Was the Z packs? Yeah, it, <laughs> it was. It was just amazing. So, but it comes out of the universe sometimes. How do you get ready to do something like that? Did you have to eat a lot of bagels with cream cheese to get your voice warmed up? <laughs> well, you know, it's so funny because my my voice sounds hoarse to me now. When I speak for a, a while like this, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, yeah, I can feel it. But usually my voice is not like that, and they mm -hmm. liked it, and I just oh, went okay. in there. I, it was my first time ever that I did an audio book. It's kind of your growly Batman voice. Yeah, That's it was what really, it. <laughs> I tell you, it was really exciting to sit in this yeah. booth. And there's a, an engineer across from me. And she hardly ever had to stop me. I did about 190 pages on the first day. It's awesome. People were like amazed. They're like, how do you do that? I'm like, I don't know. It just happened. <laughs> so I went in the second day. And then a few weeks later, when they edited it, they had a have me come in for like 15 minutes to, to just clear up a couple of things that weren't as clear as they would like. Yeah. And I wound up with an audio book and it, wow. so it was amazing to me. I, don't, I wouldn't know how to do it again unless <laughs> the same company wanted me to do it. Yeah. It's a, it's a complicated process. You know, uh, if you wanted to do your own audio book, you'd have to hire a studio and engineers and it just came to me. It was amazing. Wow. Absolutely amazing. That's awesome. It just shows like if your intention is strong, if you put out a strong message from your heart to the universe, yeah, it hears you. It's like you can draw things into your life. And I'm fascinated by that. All right. Well, how can people find you on the interwebs if they want to So if find they want to come to my to my uh, website, it's comedymatterstv.com. Mm -hmm. They want to go to my YouTube channel and check out a lot of these fun videos. It's uh, youtube.com slash comedy matters TV. And you'll see everybody, all the comedians that you love are on there. Every, I, I can't even start naming them. <laughs> but it, it would be easier to name who wasn't on there. Jeffrey, yeah. did you, I thought you lost your YouTube channel or something. Was, or, am I was, or did you no, get a no, new one? Or am yeah, I mistaken? Yeah. No, it got hijacked by somebody in Russia. That's what I thought, oh, wow. but I didn't know you got it back. Or is this I a new one? It was a miracle. No, I got it back. I had... Wow. I had, I had, I That's a whole other story for another day. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? Know, and the, the, the I know. The bad thing is... I was an executive at YouTube, and they worked for a month. Oh, wow. To get it back from Russia. I stupidly opened an email. I should know better. Wow. But it, it looked like an official YouTube email that said some of my videos... Yeah or being investigated as spam. And I like, it didn't make wow. sense because I never had anything like that. Gotcha. And I opened it, but the underlying email was dot RU from mm. Russia. Uh. And, and, and already it was too late. As soon as I opened it, nothing was there, but it gave them the opportunity to get my information and they stole it. And wow. I thought I had lost control of everything, but it's back. That's so, good. so people can see it. And, and on Instagram and Twitter, I'm at Jeffrey Gurian, G-U-R-I-A-N. 
So if people want to follow me, that would be really cool. Yeah, check yes. it out. Make him a household name for us, folks. Yeah, this exactly. Is, I mean, it, it's bullshit that more people don't know about you. Um, well, I, I knew that I would eventually get to Ohio in one way or another. Yeah. I was supposed to come and perform with Chris. Yes. And hopefully that'll happen. We're going to get there yeah. one day, sir. At least this is a first step that people um, in Ohio will hear about me. Chris actually had a couple questions for you uh, before we take off and go on break. Sure, sure, go ahead, um, So let's do this real quick. I'll just keep it short and sweet and stuff. So actually, I was just going to ask about, you have your finger on the pulse of, of comedy, especially in, in Manhattan there and such. Uh, where, where is, where, you know, if you were to visit from the Midwest and go to New York City, where is the place, the hip place where you're going to see what's happening in comedy you know the the future of comedy what do you think man well right now you know obviously there's nothing happening i just well, think <laughs> yeah true that yeah. in well, a perfect and, world and, we'll and, say in a perfect world <laughs> and, and you know what too and who knows what's going to happen like i recently did the comedy seller podcast so you know noam dwarman owns the comedy yeah, seller the Mecca. they have about four places on mcdougall street the whole area is yeah. comedy cellar, and then there's the grizzly pair. Mm -hmm. And uh, Noam said to me, if I said to you I was opening on June 1st, what would it take for you to come back to the clubs? And I was like, well, I'll have to see what the statistics were like on May 27th, because people are not rushing to sit close to each other. It's a scary thing. But in general, in a perfect world, when we're all back, you know, the hottest clubs, of course, the, the Cellar, Gotham Comedy Club, the Comic Strip, New York Comedy Club, there are two of them. You know, they get the best talent, young, up-and-coming talent, but a lot of stars drop by. New York is the mecca. All the L.A. comics come to New York mm -hmm. because there are so many stages here. You know, what Kenny Warren and Gabe Dorado did at the Grizzly Pair is amazing. They actually created a real comedy club out of just an old bar show that nobody went to. Places packed all the time. People wanna perform there now. They made an amazing transformation. So there are so many stages in New York, plus all the alternative shows, that anybody who came from New York, from out of town, would not find it hard to find great shows. But all the clubs that I mentioned, they all have amazing shows going on all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, West Side West Side Comedy Club, the newest comedy club in New York. You know, I don't know if you've been there, Chris. But not it's to the West Side, not yet. On 70th and Amsterdam, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. beautiful club with a great stage, and they serve food. They have a restaurant in the club because it's downstairs from a restaurant. The owners also own this other restaurant, and they serve food during the show, and it's fantastic. New York is the mecca right now for comedy as i said all the la comics come here because there's much more opportunity for stage time than there is in los angeles and there's thousands and thousands of comedians yeah everyone everyone who ever thought of something funny <laughs> wants on the stage, stage time yeah. yes they do didn't ray um, romano do something at yeah, the cellar yeah set the cellar yeah. yep ray romano. i jumped into ray romano walking out of the cellar yeah. one night hey, that's there. where he started yeah that's where yeah. i bumped into it's, it's an iconic place it's where i shot an episode of crashing John yes Appetit. yes you did yeah, yeah. come um, down and shoot an episode there and that's where they do it because hey. it's it's the epicenter 
And Chris, did you have another question for him? Oh, uh, you know what? It's going long, but I'll keep it kind of short. Hey, kind of speaking posthumously, uh, who are a comedian from from the, you know in the city that uh, you know never really had the chance to go as far as they could have? Like you know, for me, I always thought Mitch Hedberg was the guy, just kind of cut short in his career and stuff. But uh, you know, who was it from from New York? You think that might have uh, been cut short with their opportunity? Most people. Most people. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that true? Yeah. You know, some of the best comedians never really make it, don't yeah. you think? Yeah, of course. There's so much luck involved. And especially now, there's so much competition. Mm -hmm. And, you know, years ago, if you did The Tonight Show and Johnny Carson asked you to take a seat on the couch, right. the next day you probably had a sitcom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. These days, these days, almost every comic does late night TV. And yep. it's just another thing on their resume. Mm -hmm. You yep. know, it's not. It doesn't change your life. The business has changed so much. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's not the way it used to be. There's just too many comedians. Every every city across the country has comedy clubs. And there are names you never heard of. And some of them are probably really funny. Mm -hmm. The only one that'll know will be their family. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> yeah. You know, the people sitting in those seats that night. You know, I, I thought uh, in every room of your apartment. Right. And you know, Jeffrey, I thought you might have mentioned uh, Patrice O'Neill because uh, somebody I, that was just before my time when I started to come to uh, start comedy and before I came to New York and a lot of talk. And as I looked in uh, to this comedic styles, I saw something there. That I thought, yeah, wow, what an opportunity that was lost and stuff. Did you ever have an well, opportunity to work with him? Yeah, I was his co-host on the Black Phillips show. Mm -hmm. It was it was. Dante Nero was right. his first co-host, and mm -hmm. then he invited me on, and our shows are still on. Do you know that I get emails constantly from guys who still listen to the Black Phillips show who tell me that they're fans? I went to Japan in October because I challenged myself to do everything that scares me, that makes me uncomfortable, and I went to Japan alone, and I wound up doing a couple of shows there. And after the show, a Japanese guy came over to me and said he was so excited because he was a fan of my <laughs> Black Phillip show. Wow. I have one fan in Japan. I couldn't believe it. One. Hey, that's... <laughs> but wherever I go, I went to Boston. Mm. Two guys came over to me in a hotel, big fans of uh, the Black Phillip show. Patrice O'Neill is still loved. You know, we did that show in 2008. Yeah. That's and awesome. so it's 12 years later and people are still writing to me saying, it was a life change. It literally yeah. changed their life with the advice they gave men about how to treat women and how to meet women and all that stuff. It was it was an incredible thing. It was one of my greatest honors was to be liked and accepted by Patrice. We had a very special relationship. Mm -hmm. We never made fun of each other. You know how a lot of guys think you have to be a man by busting balls. <laughs> by making fun of your friends. Yeah, that's right? me right here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't do that. Personally, I reject that. That to me yeah. is like a form of bullying. I embrace my friends. I want to support them and strengthen them. I don't want to put them down. Yeah. And I know people do it for fun, but like when I did Bobby Kelly's podcast, a lot of times those guys bust their balls. They didn't do it with me. And Bobby said, I wouldn't do that with you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because it's not something that I do. Gotcha. I don't like it. So so uh, Patrice and I, we never did that with each other because anybody that ever went up against him got crushed. <laughs> Nobody could stand up to Patrice. Yeah. But when we would see each other, we would hug. And I used to say to him, 
when we go out on stage, you should come out holding me in your arms. Because, <laughs> because he, he was such a, uh, he, he was just an incredible guy. And of course his life was cut short and yeah. that was horrible. Mm -hmm. but he never pandered to the business. He never did what people wanted him to do. He could have been much bigger, but he stuck to what he liked doing. He never let anybody tell him. And I have a phone call from him that I'll play you another time. Okay. But I keep it on my phone. The first night we did the Black Phillips show together, he called me at 4.05 in the morning to tell me how much he loved the show and that we should do our own show together, just the two of us. Oh. And because awesome. it's something that I treasure, and there's a documentary being done on Patrice. Ooh, I didn't know, you know this. Bill Burr's company nice. is producing it. Yeah. And they came to my house to see all of my Patrice memorabilia because I have rare footage. Yeah. Uh, he used to let me bring my camera up to the studio and he never let people do that, but he mm. let me film that stuff. And uh, they're using it in the documentary. Aww. So I'm glad you brought that up because it yeah. gives me a chance to show some respect for my for old sure. friend Patrice. And it was, a, it, was a, it was a wonderful thing for me. As I said, it was one of my greatest honors was to be his co-host on that show. Hey, Jeffrey, actually, was there any that, type of uh, comments or anything? Any, any type of comments from who? Uh, the listeners. They can uh, chat with us. Lay it sling oh, 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 today? Oh, I thought you meant when, I, when I, Patrice and I were doing the show. Oh, oh no, I'm sorry. Uh, Larry said, this probably is the realest shit I've heard all year. Okay. The entire interview from Saturday Night Live days to Corona, great stuff. Yeah. I, I mean, and you know, usually our, our interviews are roughly around 20 minutes, but honestly, I couldn't stop you. Like, I, I wanted to hear more uh, of your story, and I wanted you to actually take the time to do, I mean, you're taking the time out to um, be on our show, which I'm eternally grateful for. Um, but I really, I really enjoyed listening to your stories. Thank you. I got up at 8.30 this morning on a Sunday to be ready for you guys. Because uh, it takes wow. me a while to get ready. I don't just get up early for anybody on uh. a Sunday especially. But everything, you know what? Anytime someone asks you to be on anything, it's a, it's an, I consider it an honor. It's like when someone takes a book, they buy a book and they ask you to autograph it. I write something different to everybody. Uh. Something meaningful. Because it really means something. When someone asks you to be part of their life in some way. So that's how I feel. When people invite me to do a show, I take it very seriously. I don't care if it's The Tonight Show or a local show. Mm -hmm. I treat them all the same. So I just want you to know that it was important to me. And I got up at 8.30, 8.30 this <laughs> well, morning. Well, we really appreciate it. We and yeah. I mean, you're an awesome guy. I'm glad you recovered. Glad um, to have you back. Yeah, we're we're Thank really glad to have you back, and uh, you're actually going to be doing some stuff with uh, Connor. I don't yes. know if he reached out to you yesterday. Did he? He did. He, 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 did. he sent me my <laughs> he sent me my Zoom link about two hours ago just to make sure. Which gotcha. Is good. He's really excited. We were all very excited, and we want to. Uh, take the time out just to say thank you and that we appreciate you being on the show. You're um, very, very welcome. And I hope to someday when all this is insanity is over to come out to Ohio and meet you guys in person. That would be great. That would be awesome. Very cool. um, but we're going to take a break. Uh, when we get back, we're going to talk about uh, the Corona apocalypse. Oh, yes. 
We're going to talk about some spikes in the drug overdoses as uh, Ohio reopens. Um, and a 103-year-old woman beats the coronavirus and celebrates with a beer. <laughs> uh, we're going to have crazy news. And then a YouTuber places her adopted son with a new family. Uh, there's more details into that, but we'll get into that a little later here on the Epic Radio Show. Uh, stay tuned. You're listening to the Epic Radio Show live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and theepicradioshow.com. Listen to us anytime on the iHeartRadio app. Download today on the App Store or Google Play and take this show on the road. The Epic Radio Show. Make life epic. Make life epic. Attention small business owners. Are you trying to reach thousands of engaging customers, but radio and television ads are out of your budget? Advertise with us here at Brain Baby Media. We offer low monthly payments with no contracts, no hassle, and you can cancel anytime. But why would you? With our ads on multiple platforms like YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, your brand will reach new heights, and guess what? It's a business expense. That means you can write it off at the end of the year. So contact Epic today at theepicradioshow.com and make your business epic. Hey ladies, if you're looking for premium makeup at a price that can't be beat, hit up Glitz and Glitter by Goldie. Glitz and Glitter by Goldie has everything you need to enhance your beauty without breaking the bank. Go to uniqueproducts.com slash GoldieAlphaHell today and take advantage of the savings. Right now, there's a new beauty box for only $99, so what are you waiting for? Get to Glitz and Glitter by Goldie today at Unique, that's Y-O-U-N-I-Q-U-E, products.com slash GoldieAlphaHell. Want to feel like you're part of the show? Get your official The Epic Radio Show merch right now. We have unisex tees, hoodies, mugs, winter hats, baby onesies, and much more. Check it out at www.etsy.com backslash shop backslash The Epic Radio Show. Official unisex tees are only $12 and get free shipping on orders over $35. Yup, that's right, you heard me. That's free shipping on orders over $35. The holidays are over, but you can still treat yourself to some great official merch for The Epic Radio Show. So hurry now to the site and get some epic gear for the new year and make 20 2020 epic. like I was saying, uh, that ran a little over, but it was a it was a great story, and I didn't want to uh, cut him short. Uh, but he will be on Beyond Epic. Uh, so if you wanted to uh, know a little bit more about what he's doing, all you have to do is join us on Patreon. Patreon.com backslash the Epic Radio Show. Donate just $5 a month and you will be allowed to check out this bonus content. Um, the next thing we're getting into is the Corona Apocalypse. Apocalypse. 
Yeah. Mm. So the coronavirus day two thousand three hundred thirty six. Star Trek log. Yes. <laughs> Star Trek log. Yes. Um. There's a few things going on. Um. Obviously, they've list. They've lift. Lifted. lifted. I keep wanting to say listed. They've, they've listed lift, us. Yeah, they've listed us. Um, Is that the but, alternate to Uber? Maybe. Ubered yeah, us? Yeah. Probably. Whatever. Us? No, lift is the alternate lift. to Uber. Yeah. <laughs> lift is the alternate Which is the word I wanted to Which say. Which is funny. But they've lifted quite a bit of the uh, restrictions in Ohio. Yeah. And since then, um, it seems that Cuyahoga County has seen a spike in opiate overdoses oh. like almost immediately oh. um during during the months we were under restriction it was practically zero yep uh once they released like kind of eased the restrictions mm-hmm. it jumped up to 38 ods i don't get that though how, how... Dude, if you lived with some of these people you'd be doing the heroin too man <laughs> no, but I, I don't get how get it just uh how it just went away from they weren't able to get it i mean no everyone was quarantined as a stay at home people were scared yeah, yeah i you don't know? know man i, I don't I, I don't know you don't, know. I, I, How, you don't trust facts? No, I just I I, I do, but I just don't see. It I was mean, eighteen I, I cases know. though, not thirty six. I don't know. Sorry I mean, yeah, that. that's. I mean, no, I'm just saying. Like, I don't think people stop doing drugs. Just no, well, no, that's opioids. Not, that's not yeah. what we said. We're. I'm specifically saying opioids. Okay, that'd be great if drug, all we had to drug do was quarantine people. Were still happening. To yeah. Stop drugs. But in nobody general. was taking. Well, I wouldn't say taking opioids. But overdosing. But yeah. they weren't able to get no the opioids. Smack to, out there, yeah. man. The horse. Well, think left. about this too, okay? Shut up, Chris. So, <laughs> doctors weren't seeing people, and other than I mean, and and honestly, that's how people are getting opioids in some yeah. way or form. It's oh, coming yeah. from doctors. You mean I don't need to see that man on the corner of no, Chris. anymore? Well, where do you think I they can get just it go from? to my doctor? Is he I mean, like that brown yeah. sticky stuff? Where do you think they get it from? <laughs> it's a prescription medicine. So in order to get the medicine, you have to yeah. have a prescription, right? Right. Whether you're going to sell it on the streets or not, it has to come from there. Yeah. So if they're not able to get a hold of a prescription either to sell or to take their self. Yeah. Well, most most yeah. people, um, uh, most people that do have prescriptions, a lot of them are, they just get it called in. Though that's what my dad did. But well, I, you know, I, I get that, but opioids the, the are a little time. different too. They don't, yeah. they won't just give you opioids over the phone to call in a prescription unless you have refills on it. I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's but they don't yeah. usually do refills on opioids anymore. Well, usually, unless you're there. Well, there's different. There's a difference. There's people that are on them that are on them every month that get them. Yeah. Every month, and then there's people that go in and try to get them. Or shopping. Yeah, shopping. shopping. Well, let's just say that I would say that most people that had them weren't selling them. (laughs) They're like, no. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Yeah. Or they were conserving them. So they weren't taking as much as they would have. Is it most of what's on the street? Though, like the illegal prescription stuff is like is like the made in China stuff. It never goes through a doctor or a pharmacist and stuff. So that's smuggled in. That's that's the problem, isn't it? Is that they bring the the illegal Chinese or South American? No, 
Opioids. I don't know anything about no. that. No. That's not usually how that works, no. Really? So yeah. I can just go straight to the doctor. I don't have to buy. Usually, I mean, you have to have a reason. Food. But yeah. see, what what's happening is a lot. A lot of times, how this happens is get into a car crash, and you're prescribed this, and then you get hooked on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it. it, it then you know, you that, that's kind of like to... how so that. What happens when they take you off that? Then and you find don't... other ways to do that. And so that's, that's when you yeah. get the fake Chinese stuff off the street. Right? Well, right? Chris, I feel like you would know more about this than we would. Yeah. yeah that's the problem with the opioid yeah. problem. You see what I I've mean? Never... Is that once they cut the legitimate supply, is that there's this whole thing where they bring the... That's how the fentanyl, well, and maybe it, that's... The fentanyl got introduced because that was coming from the, the, the Southeast Asian... Uh, counterfeit pills that they were bringing in illegally and selling on yeah, the street. People, you, well, people another, can actually order that shit online. Yeah, you can you can order yeah. it online. From yeah, well, even when the restrictions were going well, on, yeah, do you the think the they were getting were closed, stuff from yeah. China? No, 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 no. You see yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, like, restrictions lifted, that means that more things were coming in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, th- I, I think it explains a little bit. Yeah, I get yeah, a brown package of Amsterdam every now and then. It's nice. Yeah. Um, in other news, <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, uh, getting back to no. <laughs> more stuffs, oh, more no. fangs. Uh, this is a, a little bit of a higher. Note, this is a though. this is a happy thing. This is a good thing. Oh, no. yes. not a happy thing, but a good thing. Like on the positive end here. So, this hundred three year old great great <laughs> grandmother beats coronavirus and asks for a beer to celebrate. Oh, it is positive. See? See, why did you uh, think what where did you think I was going with yes. this? We have something that's like celebratory uh, here. Jenny's yeah. uh stage no. I, I I don't know if that's right. But you but, you try. That's all that yes. matters. Uh I would say maybe the J silent Stena. That that makes that more makes sense. Is she Latino then? I, I'm not is sure. That what you're saying? Not Are you sure. tell. But anyways, <laughs> uh she spent two weeks in isolation in her Massachusetts nursing home. Battling COVID-19. Her granddaughter, Shelly Gunn, um, told reporters, when the 103-year-old woman recovered, she asked her caretakers for one thing, a Bud Light. Yeah. I'm sure Bud's jumping all over that. <laughs> it's a commercial. Like, yeah. yeah I mean, commercial. Yeah, they don't They don't give a shit. <laughs> we'll exploit it. <laughs> yeah. Even um, after she's dead. Yeah. <laughs> well, so this yeah. is what that lady wanted. Yeah. <laughs> Staff at the nursing home uh, obliged um, her request and took a photo of her enjoying the beer, which has gone viral. In an interview with local local publication Wicked Local, Gunn described her grandmother as someone who's always had that feisty fighting spirit. Mm-hmm. And a thirst for a good cold beer. Yes. That's right. And you know they make their beer with only three ingredients. <laughs> <laughs> One of them being piss. <laughs> Uh, she has two children, three grandchildren, four great grandchildren, and three great great grandchildren. Yes. Yes. You go, lady. Um, Family said their final goodbyes to the great great grandmother, and when asked if she was ready to go to heaven, she said, Hell yes. (laughs) (laughs) Bring it on. But against all odds, she beat the deadly virus. That's right. (laughs) Which this. Proportionately affects the elderly. Mm-hmm. On May 13th, Gunn received news that her grandmother had recovered. Yay. That's when she asked for a Bud Light to celebrate something it's she really loved, great. but hadn't had in a very long time. She's 
should be drinking the Mick Ultra. It has more carbs. <laughs> yes. Okay, that's the you gotta whole... watch your figure. She don't give a fuck. She don't give a fuck. She just beat Corona. Yeah. She don't give a fuck. Let her live her life. Hey, you see that she didn't grab a she Corona, looks, though. She, she needs some carbs anyways. <laughs> she's like, I don't give a fuck. She, she's just living her life. Let her live her life. That's yeah. right. That grandma girl. There's also talks of mm-hmm. another stimulus package. I'm not sure if that's going to happen or not, but it looks... It's, it's, it's like possible. It it's um, up in the air. The government is probably going to have to give out money to replace a lot of cop cars, so I don't think anybody's getting any money. <laughs> <laughs> Buildings and cop cars are going to be yeah, funded it's... by the government, you know, to be replaced. Um, That's sad. Are you ready for crazy news? I guess so. Sure. All right. So we're going to do crazy news, guys. Oh, we're going to do crazy news. Let me news. do something real quick. Oh, hang on. Oh, and it was funny, too, because um, I forgot to put it in studio mode when I was changing stuff around. When we were talking to Jeffrey to oh, begin so, with. Oh, so yeah. So you saw me kind of messing, messing with, with the video. screen and stuff. And then I didn't catch it till we were about to come like, on. Well, I'm oh, like, well. whatever. I don't even care. Just let it happen. It happened. I can't. I'm not going to try and come You're one up. man making the whole world go around here. Uh, I swear. Man. One yep. man. You know? I got the it. The rest of us is just knobs here. We just sit here. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, pretty That's much. That's it. Pretty much, yeah. man. I just fucking just, knock things over and <laughs> press wrong buttons. Refill coffee. Refill coffees. <laughs> Which, bake I things. did not get any coffee. Yeah, I didn't make coffee oh. today. I didn't make any coffee yeah. this morning. But it's time for crazy news. So. I would have made it, but whatever. I just <laughs> forgot. I'm, ju- I'm just putting stuff. it out there. Yeah. I'm not like just, oh, I didn't fucking do it. Fuck you. It was just a, <laughs> I don't know, I didn't ask, so I didn't care. Yeah. So a kitten was born with two faces in Oregon. Yay, kitty with two faces. That's more kitty to love. That's it. Do you know what he sounds like? Meow, meow. Meow, meow. <laughs> We're like two cats going at it. Meow. <laughs> we have a sound effect. We I'm do, sure. but they're doing really good with the sound effects. So why should I? Why should I do the kitty sound effects when yeah, they're doing it for me? Jay and Chris, the meow knobs. You guys are the meow knobs. <laughs> that's that's what you guys do. That's how we go. Do it. That's just how you do it. There you go, kitty. It was so cute too. So cute. That was the that was the cutest kitty noise ever. Okay. So a family welcomed an unusual arrival when their barn cat gave birth to a kitten with two faces on a single head. Mm. Crazy. That's why it's here. Kyla King, whose family lives on a farm east of Albany, said the one-year-old barn cat gave birth to a litter of six kittens Wednesday. And she soon realized the runt of the litter had two mouths, two noses, and four eyes. Oh, shit. That's cray. Like, that is cray. Why are you guys talking? I can hear you. You're trying to be sly and shit, but this isn't working out. I think it's not. Okay, so you guys are trying to be all sly, but I we heard stuff. But anyways, the Kings dubbed the kitten Biscuits and Gravy. That's so cute. That's so cute. Or Biscuit for short. Salt and pepper. <laughs> the new arrival's rare condition is believed to be caused by a birth defect known as Diprosopus. I don't think that's right. Or craniofacial duplication. That's that was a lot easier to say. I think it's actually a longer word. Why are you like so like muted? Is the mic like turned off or something? I don't know. Did he turn off his mic? I don't know. He might. Have. This is a weird, crazy news moment. 
it's crazy. It's like, crazy. Double like, secret like, crazy. Like, what's going it's, on it's, here? It's I can talk into this mic. <laughs> I said it, the cat's kind of cute, but kind of ugly at the same time. Aww. I'm uh, not even going to touch that one. <laughs> well, what do you think of the two-faced kitty, Chris? What the hell? Well, there's nothing wrong with a two-faced kitty. Two-faced kitties need love He's just like cute. any other kitty, That's man. Right. You know? I guess, That's right? right. Yeah. Felines with the condition are commonly known as Janus cats. Janus, I don't know if that's right either. After the ancient Roman god often depicted with two faces. Sorry if I'm mispronouncing that because that's what I do. King said um, biscuits and gravy and or just biscuit for short. I guess that was something they call this two-faced kitty. Was rejected by the mother cat, unfortunately. So um, that's sad. So she had been... Hand rearing and feeding the kitten. She, she knows the monster what she's yeah, you, you're Mike. <laughs> yeah, I, that you, was dumb. okay. But that's what anyways, I what I said, <laughs> I said even though she, even she knows the monster when she that's sees. That's terrible! One. It's yes. such a cute kitty. Yeah, it's cute. It looks like a villain. No, it doesn't. <laughs> like God. It's gonna grow up, and Batman. I feel like we. Wa- I feel like we watched a movie with a two-headed That's thing like that. I don't know. So these cats don't live for more than a few days usually, but have been known to survive for years if their internal organs aren't dramatically altered by the condition. Mm-hmm. Nothing is said so much about how long you know if this cat is still alive currently, because it is the end of May, and this kitten was born mid-May. So we're not. I'm not really sure if this cat Did has they made name it. it? It, yes, biscuits and gravy. <laughs> but biscuit for sure. Okay. That's so cute. I hate you. It's so cute. Biscuits oh my god. Gravy. It's such a cute kitty. I would adopt this kitty. I would I'd love this kitty. This would be my best friend. The best kitty friend. It would be perfect. It would be. Perfect. It would be. It would be. I know what you were going for there, but I, it would be perfect cuz I'd love this kitty forever. Okay, I'm going I to, uh, yeah, can't you can't do the, do the rolling yeah. R's. You can't. If the camera wasn't on me, I'd probably do it, but yeah. I'm not doing it. So, okay. going to the next story. Um, the, the, the kitty was cute, but I'm going on to the next story. Pair hired for man's broom sexual fantasy turn up in bedroom at wrong address with machetes. What? Yeah. yeah. This, I, don't, I don't even. Yeah, you don't. I, I didn't understand. Yeah. I didn't understand what I read either, so I'm going to get more into this. Two men snuck into a bedroom with machetes after being hired to carry out a stranger's sexual fantasy of being tied up in his underwear and stroked with a broom. Nice. Oh, oh. Stroking of the broom, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Only to discover they had got the wrong address. (laughs) So... That's a rude awakening. <laughs> yeah. So the pair from Sydney, Australia, made their apologies and left the startled victim's bedside as soon as they realized their mistake. Um, one of the men, Terence Leroy, has now been acquitted of entering the home in July 2019 because all this stuff happened to get here. Yeah. Intended to intimidate while armed with an offensive weapon after the New South Wales District Court accepted its explanation. <laughs> Wow. Um, conceding the facts of the case are unusual, Judge Sean Grant set out his reasons for the not guilty verdict, saying the evidence did not suggest the men's actions were intentional. <laughs> they carried the machetes either as a prop or something to use in that fantasy. The fantasy was unscripted, and there were discretion as to how it would be carried out. According, so how did he have proof? 
I'm I'm seeing if there's more to this because it's it's pretty lengthy. So. Because obviously, if there's a non, not guilty verdict, there was proof that this happened that he wasn't being a creeper with a machete next to the bed. Maybe you know? he was. I don't know. Climbing through a bedroom window, right? So, it's just according to odd. court documents, um, a man living in Western New South Wales near Griffith wanted a broom handle to be rubbed around his underwear. Mm-hmm. Okay, he was willing to pay five thousand dollars if it was really good. Well, snap. Court documents also said. So, what kind of broom was, was this? this a guy, wooden yeah, broom? I'm. I mean, I'm assuming. I don't know. Wooden broom. I, have, I don't have. I, like I mean, there might be details, broom? but you keep interrupting me, <laughs> so know? I don't know. Where the tip kind of falls off after a what while. What does he mean in your broomstick? Police said the intended client had history for engaging the services of people. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> the services of people. Okay. He had made arrangements with a man on Facebook for people to engage in the role play and sent his address before he later updated it after moving house more than 30 miles away. Huh. But, but the resident of the home where the man mistakenly turned up to told police that when he noticed a light on in his lounge at around 6.15 a.m., he assumed it was a friend who visits daily to make coffee. What? That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> you come to my house at around 6 in the morning the window to also. make coffee. He <laughs> also climbs through the window without, without a machete. I, though. I like the name of the guy. What was the name of the guy again? Um, Where the fuck is his name? It's it's all the way up here. I'd have to scroll and he, all the way he up. Sounds like, like, this sounds like a porn star's name. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, where was I? But, at? like. A 70s porn star name where, like, he'd have a fro in both places. Oh, my God. What's wrong with, <laughs> with his stash? <laughs> oh, okay. So after hearing a voice asking, is your name Kevin? The man said he turned his light on to see two men he did not recognize standing next to his bed, both holding machetes. With boners. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Conversation that ensued. He's like, I got enough wood here for a broomstick. <laughs> in which the pair... Repeatedly sought to establish whether he was Kevin, each time being told no. <laughs> At one point, one of them asked, Are you sure you're not Kevin? As we were told to come to this address and pick up Kevin. <laughs> Eventually, accepting their error, the duo then left with one saying, Sorry, mate. <laughs> then said, Bye. Have a nice day. Shaking the, he, he, one Sorry, of the other one shook his hand and said, Bye. <laughs> the oh, resident then called the police, of course, because yeah. what the hell? Um, the intended client called the men soon after to check on their whereabouts, <laughs> at which point they realized their error. The two men and their driver eventually arrived at the correct address where the would-be consumer make a customer spotted one had a great big knife in his trousers. Oh, my God. <laughs> is that a knife in your trousers or are you happy to see me? Oh, my God. Like, this is, a, this is, this is good. It just gets better what and better. What was the name, though? You didn't... I, because it's way at the top. I'm not scrolling through that shit. I'm reading a story. Brad Rainbow. Don't fuck me up. I'm reading a story. Right, sorry, you, sorry that I can't remember and you can't remember, but I'm reading. So. I'll find it. The customer told him not to bring the weapon inside. <laughs> And he left it in the car. Court documents say all three men then entered the correct property. The client <laughs> yeah. began cooking bacon, eggs, and noodles. <laughs> you can't make this shit up. <laughs> you can't. This, I'm just reading this like, wait, what? Noodles. After... Wait, wait a second. Do those food items again. The client began cooking bacon, eggs, and noodles. Now, what's wrong with Terrence this? Leroy. Terrence Leroy. What's, what's wrong with that picture there? <laughs> eggs, bacon, and noodles? And noodles. Where does the noodles fit into this The noodles. Picture? I mean, 
I don't. They think just they're... had to noodle it around. <laughs> what? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> they're just noodling around. Yeah. I think, I think this uh, the kink is gonna go a little bit kinkier here. Yeah. Man. Yeah. It's, it's... There's some carbs involved. It goes on for a minute. Okay. So yeah. let's see. Let's see. Let's see. So where was I at? The client began cooking bacon, eggs, and noodles. Yeah. After Make being asked to do so by Leroy, who then fell asleep <laughs> on the couch. Police arrived at the property around an hour later and arrested Leroy and the other man who had appeared in the incorrect bedroom. I like how you and like. His name, I was gonna say before ahead. his name's Leroy. Terrence, like what? Terrence Leroy. Terrence, yeah, Terrence Leroy. Leroy. I was gonna say when you first said about, I know someone named Terrence Leroy. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it was him. Mike. Maybe it was him. <laughs> Does he eat noodles with his bacon and eggs? Right. Does he probably. Eat <laughs> Like, who the fuck has noodles with bacon and eggs? That's why yeah. they came in and arrested him right there. Man. Like, that's not yeah, even normal. That's a, that's a vibe. This that's is fucked just, up. That's the crazy He's crazy. making a breakfast. Well, He's making a breakfast. I know. Story you can't right have here. breakfast without biscuits and gravy. <laughs> He's having a breakfast break. Just, just the last fucking, you know, story. Brilliant. <laughs> so, there's only two sentences left, so here, let me read them. Okay. The judge said it had not been proved that Leroy's intention had been to intimidate. Leroy's lawyer yeah. said it was a commercial agreement to tie up and stroke a semi-naked man in his underwear <laughs> with a broom. Entry was not with intent to intimidate. Yes. That is the end of that story. Okay. That was, that's pretty so insane. that wow. like in the worst part of that story, the most crazy part is the noodles thing. That's <laughs> yeah. actually the most crazy I know, part. It is. It is, really yeah. Is. Not the it's fact like, that wait a second, wait a second. So what did they have with their bacon and eggs? Yes. Yeah, what did you say? I mean, we are noodles all familiar noodles with set? guys being stroked by broomsticks. Yeah, that's you know? not that's I mean, normal. Yeah. Nothing, uh, but you know. the other stuff, the noodles yeah. thing really noodles had me messed bacon up. Bacon and eggs. Like, who does that? They deserve to be arrested. Dogs. They deserve to be arrested. Yes. All right, so the next one's it's still in the realm of this kind of weird thing we're going with. So, Is there a breakfast theme? With no. <laughs> there could be more into the details. I'm not sure yet. Man with shoe fetish, so 126 <laughs> flip flops, so he could have sex with them. What? So he could have sex with who? The flip flops. <laughs> That's yeah. Okay. Weird. Okay, yes. Chris, do you understand now? He's I, having sex I, with them. I, I can't even uh, flip and flop He likes flip flip and flop I'm just saying, like, would he buy my flip flops? Would he pay for them? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with that. <laughs> I wear flip flops. Okay? Are they used? Are they new? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, are you looking for out. used ones? Or, let's uh, find out what's going on here. A man has been arrested for allegedly stealing his neighbor's shoes in order to have sex with them. What? I cannot pronounce this guy's name. Oh, you got to try. Thirapet? Kalea? Kalea? I don't know. That's good enough. He's 24. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wow. Um, had a fetish for flip-flops and was found with a staggering 126 pairs that he had pinched from locals. <laughs> so that's what it says. I'm reading what it says. So that's insane, yeah. um, officers identified him using footage from CCTV set up outside his latest alleged victim's mm. home. So they just wow. buy him more flip flops to catch him. Like, I guess. Oh, I mean, I'm just gonna they did like that. They did like the, the package people do. They planted a package. Like, hey, yeah. hey, hey look at my flip flop. Make them look used, you know, yep. so the guy yep. wants to take them faster, you know. When they searched the man's home, they found his sprawling collection of shoes that he claimed he had been collecting for more than two years. Um, he said he would wear them around his home as it turned him on. <laughs> he allegedly told officers that after several hours of wearing the flip-flops, 
He cuddled and kissed them, stripping off and rubbing them on his body oh before having sex with them. This guy's, I cannot is what believe this says. what I'm hearing here. This guy is wearing flip-flops in his house? He's walking around his own house in flip-flops and footwear? Yeah. <laughs> Goodness, that's just crazy. Now, is he wearing socks with these flip-flops? <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> say. It doesn't that? say. <laughs> Um, he was one of those people. He yeah. was one of those people. One of those mm. people. Mm. The noodles and the bacon and eggs and the and socks and the flip flop people. They all Biscuits count. and gravy. They're all, they're all in the same fucking category. Common if you ask thread. Me. You got it, Ashley. Um. So yeah. well, let's see. Police said his collection included dozens of different brands, sizes, and colors of shoes, all of them well worn. <laughs> the vast array of footwear was oh, laid yeah, out. Oh yeah, they were well worn. Was laid out in front of dick. the. Big PlayStation <laughs> as part of a press conference on Monday. I'm she I'm seeing like the video that shows all these flip flops and it's it's bananas, son. B A N. <laughs> it is. It's it's fucking bananas. So he admitted three charges of nighttime theft and snatching. <laughs> Possessing a digital transceiver without permission and violating the coronavirus curfew. Yeah. Ooh. Gotta add that in there. Yeah, gotta have that in there. We should have a video clip or a, an audio clip. It was also of not Ashley his. Ashley saying snatching. Snatching. <laughs> it was not his first offense for similar acts. He said after we arrest. <laughs> um, after we arrested the suspect, we also found out that he had already been arrested last year for stealing flip flops in another district. Oh my god, he's a serial snatcher. He's a serial <laughs> snatcher, y'all. <laughs> He fully admitted stealing the sandals for lewd purposes, so we <laughs> will be detained at the station until a court appearance for prosecutors to decide on the next part of the legal process for him. Because I'm sure this is something they don't encounter very often, yeah. so they probably don't know exactly what to do here. They're like, this is weird. What What do we do? Yeah, that's... That's how uh, I feel. Like, well, this is weird. Like, how do you punish somebody? Like, you can't give him shoes? Like, does he just walk around yeah, barefoot I, then? I, I just... This baffles my mind with... I mean, oh, just what kind of shoes get, do you Getting shoes because I mean, he want, he's walking around modeling in them and then he sleeps with and them. And then he, like, rubs them all over his yeah. body. You know, I think... Yeah. He needs, does he use lotion? Uh, he needs, like, a rehabilitation program. How's he gonna... What's he do? <sighs> stick them to... Does he stick both of them together and rub one out like a I mean, that's what I'm saying, thing? you know? Like a chick would do with her feet? I mean, like, mm, some of these um, flip-flops were, like, you know, well just... Worn. No, they were all well-worn. Not I'm some of them. <laughs> some of them were... Um, they were just big, sloppy... Like flops. slides, like what they're called now. It's like, not you like have a Mac, I, I lubricated them for you. So, like, does he put his dick in, like, <laughs> the, like in that part of it? Easy slide. In, like, in the, you know... They've got extra shine. He gets tie him tight for extra the tightness. Shine. Well, I don't know, he man. He can tie him tighter yeah. for the tightness. So tightest. you can yeah. find this guy working so, at the local bowling alley. I'm making hand gestures. <laughs> his his dream job would be to work at Foot Locker. Yeah. He would. He wouldn't know what to do. I don't know. Is there any comments? Old Navy. Um, Sarah. Free flip flop sale. Sarah has. Well, from the cat story, Chris said, "Meow, meow." That was one for um, each face. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah said, sob man, LOL. Uh, Sarah said, did he have a gold chain necklace? LOL. Uh, 1970s porn star, LOL. I think that was from the second story. Mm -hmm. yeah. And Sarah said, I mean, puts a whole new meaning to sniffing a pair of thongs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So yeah, that's that. That's all there is for that. I read sniffing every, I read every single sentence of each story. And Crazy. I'm good with that. That's where I'm going to end it. That's that good. was all right. Thank that was you. something. 
That was crazy. That was, was something, all right. Crazy something. something lots crazy. of lots of something crazy. Right, so crazy. next topic. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, here we go. oh wow! Moving along this got here. all fucked up. Uh-oh. Uh, you fucked shit up. Why are you fucking shit up? Uh oh. Houston, we have a problem. You fucking shit up. We should use the fuck it up simulator, man. And I then know. You would have been able to not to fuck it up or fuck it up right at least if you're fuck gonna fuck it up. Yeah. That's the Stop purpose fucking of the fuckulation yeah. simulator. The fuckulation. Yeah. Fuckulation. The fuckulation simulator. Or fuckulation. Just fuckulation. No, like pause. Just fuckulation or fuckulation. Fuckulation is basically a hybrid of the fuck you simulator. I got. Gotcha. Fuckulation. I got you. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what that is. That makes sense. Me either. <laughs> didn't you see like? Yeah. Didn't you see like the the SpaceX docking simulator? That makes sense. No. I got you. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You guys didn't like nerd out on the whole spaceship thing taking off last night. No, that's a sixties thing. Yeah, it's old people do that, I guess, huh? <laughs> yeah. This old minute moment was brought to you today by Chris. Hi, Chris. <laughs> hey, Chris. <laughs> That's right. I remember watching rockets take off when they would roll a large TV. You know, speaking of though, (laughs) um, (laughs) me and the wife just binged um, Space Force. Space Force was that good? Yeah, that was pretty good with Steve Carell. Yeah, I did too last night. It was so good. It was cool. I liked it. Um. Anyways, now I got this all. (laughs) That's all I wanted to say. Talking about that, but. No, we it was really funny. If you guys want to check it out, funny. it's on Netflix. I hate it. That, that damn, that damn chimp man. Oh, I know. Couldn't, couldn't fix it. That baby eating bitch. Yeah. Anyways. And he ate the dog, man. I'm so oh. sad. Spoilers. Oh yeah, my bad. Yeah. If you guys haven't. Seen I was it. just gonna say I don't <laughs> like his daughter. Mm-hmm. I do not like her yeah. decision making. Yeah, I don't either. Knows the dog gets eaten. I mean, by she's the not particularly you know, nice. She's pointless. Child. She's just making, making everything suck. Yeah, so, so just tune into the Hill House. She's like instead. mean to everybody for no reason. <laughs> it's yeah. like, what do you have to I be like angry the, for? Like your the, your dad's uh, making bank. Like, yeah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I like the uh, the captain though. The, captain, the, the, the I was just gonna say the pilot. The pilot. Yeah, yeah, I, I was really just cool. gonna say that. I like a lot of them. He say, uh, Larry said, stop. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's it. Right. This is Jay's fault. He gave yeah. out spoilers. We were just oh, saying. Well. He said, I'm still watching. We're okay. just saying, or right. I'm just saying well, my opinions this on this episode dark. two. So if you haven't made it past episode, you're not two, watching it. Yeah, you're not watching you're it. Not, you're, you're not making an effort. You know. Anyways, uh, so this YouTuber, just give me a second. Uh, she's actually based in Ohio. <clears throat> this YouTuber placed her autistic adopted son from China with a <sighs> new family after making content with him for years. Now, Micah Stauffer built her YouTube following partly by sharing every step of her journey to adopt a toddler from China. This week, she revealed why he'd gone missing from her videos. Uh, <clears throat> so she has hundreds of thousands of followers who shared her um, and, and they shared her family's experience of adopting toddler from China, announced on Tuesday that she and her husband had permanently placed their child with another family after unspecified behavior issues. Um, This announcement has caused a firestorm on social media and within the creator and influencer communities. Many are questioning the ethics of the YouTuber, Micah Stauffer, after she spent years sharing intimate details of her son Huxley's life on a monetized channel. Even before her family adopted Huxley in 2017, 
Micah has made his story a key theme on her channel, mm. which has exploded in popularity and landed her several high-profile sponsorships. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> she also positioned herself as an advocate for international adoption in several na- mm-hmm. national news outlets. Mm-hmm. These facts, coupled with the long-simmering debate about the rights of children on mm-hmm. social media has led to an outcry against the couple and their decision to publicize and monetize their lives. Um, And basically what this boils down to, um, because I don't want to read this entire article, it's just too much. It's a lot. But basically it was too hard for them. There was things they didn't know when they took on raising an autistic child. Oh my gosh, you should have did the research. Now... Aside from the autism and sensory issues this child has, he had a stroke in the womb. Oh. Okay? Which, yeah, it's very sad. But this this woman adopted this child, <clears throat> brought her into her family, monetized mm-hmm. content on her YouTube channel based on this child, mm-hmm. and then basically said, oh, it's too hard. It's too hard. It's too hard. Now, I don't know about you, um, and I don't know I about you, other I people. I never heard those words anymore. I'm sorry. <clears throat> What's that? It's, it's too, too hard. hard. It's oh, yeah, yeah, you probably don't, Chris. Exactly. <laughs> you know. But, well, you asked, I mean. Yeah. But this is the thing about it. When you adopt a child, you're you're basically accepting this child into your family with the notion that you are going to raise this child into adulthood. I mean, that's what I think. And I think that there was enough research and they told her enough about the child and his uh, conditions that she should have, at that point, decided whether or not um, she should move forward with that, you know? like I mean... Yes. Um, Larry said research doesn't prepare you. No, it doesn't. It doesn't prepare you for the full, for everything that you're going to be dealing with. Yeah. But then if you, if you just, I mean, I wouldn't go out of my way to adopt the child after doing the research and thinking this through. And I, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to do that if I don't feel like I could fully you know, go and do what I need to do for that child. I mean, I wouldn't. I mean, she yeah. went out of her way to adopt. This isn't yeah. just like someone forced this kid on her. Yeah, or she, she didn't had have this the baby child, and all this. And this is, you know, your biological child. But nine times out of ten, this if you have a child. This is something she went out of her way to do. But nine times out of ten, if you have a child and you're a decent person, most, it in most it cases, doesn't matter you're going to do of what you got to do. And sometimes it's going to really suck. And sometimes you're not going to know what to do. But... You're going to get it done somehow. You're going to figure exactly. out a You're way. You're going to figure out a way to do it. Yeah. And, I mean, like I said, I do understand, you know, you know, research, you know, doesn't always. I mean, yeah, but that's the thing. Like, re- you know, but she went out of her way. I feel like that's different. It's like you go out of your way. This is the child you, you wanted. You claimed you wanted this child who had this child for two years, you know. Made a ton of money off of them. Yeah. And that's the part that I, you know, it's one thing. Also, you realize it's hard and, you know, you, 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 you find sure. a better home, whatever. Yeah. But why monetize this kid? 
Why yeah. go through the trouble of documenting your journey to mm-hmm. adopt this kid? Make make a ton of money off him. Get all these sponsors. Become an advocate um, for adopting kids like this. And then go ahead and be like, nope, it's too hard. So Change our mind. Larry said, but you're saying it like she did zero research. You don't know that. Like, what did, like, wasn't it said that she did do research? Yes. Or- yeah, she did. And that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, we're not saying amounts. Oh, all this research should have prepared you for sure 100%. That's not at all what. You no, know, but, sa- you know. I'm saying anyway. What we're saying also is all right, Larry, you have kids. Now, say one of your kids was born with a disability, like autism, or yeah. or one of them did have. I mean, we know, we know people you know? who have kids or with disabilities. They were born without thumbs and couldn't play video Whatever. games. Whatever, but would that, would, that, would that happening change how you felt about your kid and change <laughs> the fact that, like, you're going to do whatever it takes to, I mean, to raise that child? I mean, I'm sorry, but... I mean, a lot of people feel a lot of different ways like about this. She just benefited from them. She did. That's, that's how I she feel did about benefit it. Was she no longer earning? Is that part of it? Was What's like, that? The child was no longer a... Did that, like, the money wasn't coming in anymore? From I don't them? know. They probably... I mean, they did. I mean, a while to. back, they did change that you can't... Children, you can't, like, you know, have them, and they, you can't get money for mm. children So maybe videos. that influenced He that. said he just tried calling in, but I didn't oh. get anything via the... The yeah. stupid fucking thing that's supposed to come through. I don't know. Let so me, I don't know why. <laughs> I'll, I'll, yeah, hold on. Try again, and we will. Yeah, I don't know why. I, I sit, I'm telling you, when it doesn't, when it's not like up on the screen, if I have the sound effects up, it doesn't show yeah. me the call. All right, try again. I mean, I don't know a hundred percent everything about. No one knows a hundred percent of the situation, other than um, people involved. Obviously, I'm just saying it's kind of sad. It's. That's what I'm saying it is. It's just really sad. It's, I'm, I'm glad. Oh, <laughs> we got some ringing going on. Yeah. Hello. Hey, what's going on, Larry? You trying to I had to up? ask, I had to ask Ashley if she knew about the level of research. No. I so I, 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 as I was watching, it felt that, um, as you guys were talking about the, the, the woman with the adopted kid. Yeah. The guy felt a little uncomfortable chiming in there. <laughs> So I wanted to ask Ashley more questions about her thoughts on this. She's saying that the mom um, should have done her research. No, I, and if I said something like that, I didn't mean to say it the way I did. Because I was actually asking Tommy if, did she do research? Or did or was it said that she did not? That's why oh, I think okay. I was confused there. Yeah, she, she did research. Um, they told her um, everything the the medical history of the child before she got him obviously certain things because he was so small at the time when they adopted him some mm-hmm. things did they found out a little later you know what i mean but that's still you you already Good. knew kind of what you were getting into when you adopt a, a child i mean any adoption whether that that child has a condition or not it's always a struggle because you're adopting. I, I feel a, like so. What, so wait, what is the problem though? Is the issue that she had the YouTube channel and this is what was what was was found out? Because like you know, I would say thousands. I, I, I'm not an expert, but I would honestly say the number can't be far off from thousands of kids being adopted and being returned. You know what I think? You know, it, it's bad to use that word, but yes, it, it happens on a on a yearly basis. And the idea is, is like my my questions would be, 
like what happened with the original like the maternal yeah. parents i don't know if, I like the, maybe the, the mom no, passed i don't know yeah there's no uh information on you the know maternal what I think it comes down parents. to larry is is this is just uh an example of conditional love is what it is you know yeah I mean, and that's a that's a problem in this day and age. I think is that uh, you know the the feelings that she had for the child. She she bought a child and lasted as long as they lasted. And when they were done, mm -hmm. when her feelings are exhausted, then I mean, she can't. She's a purchased item. She then yeah does whatever <clears throat> disposes or recycles. I mean, you know? I am and, glad. And for the record, so, so, for the record society, I and I think anybody that just returns or rehomes. An adopted child, um, that's wrong. I'm sorry, because so I mean, so so you, uh, the the points are valid that you're making, Chris, and the the idea is, I think that that happens with parents in adoption situations more often than not. But I think that there's like there's still no outcry about when like celebrities, for example, who who mm -hmm. adopt children. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I it, it seems that it's a it's a vanity piece versus you know like you're saying that unconditional love I agree and you see that. it far fewer far between but like now this woman is getting you know pegged for for being like just a witch or just just you know a monster because she or she, she's using what someone is thinking is an excuse to get out of it maybe she just could not handle it and i mean you have parents I mean, now I that are actual that. birth parents that just cannot handle autistic children and, and you have fair. to give those children up for adoption so it just seems weird that this this became so sensationalized well, but nobody's looking at i think i think the 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 point is one uh all these cases that you're talking about people rehoming uh adopted kids are not in the news and stuff like that they're not public uh because these people are living private lives they're not living it on social media you know what i mean they're mm -hmm. not making money off of the fact that they created a youtube channel to basically um benefit well, yeah, the benefit the themselves off of yeah, the and i don't want to always seem like i'm defending that this this behavior but again the woman had the YouTube channel before she got the the, the kid. Like yeah, but the YouTube channel was already about that. I mean, that's correct. But uh, like in even in the article, and it, she didn't get any type of notoriety until she started the journey of adopting this kid. And and the thing is, it wasn't even so much this kid. It, at first, it was you know, um, you know, just she was going to adopt a kid, and then. It came into oh this Huxley kid you know and and all the you know and and the thing is she pulled on people's heartstrings, um she got big sponsors based off of who she um adopted and why she adopted them and and then just uh, two years later just be like oh this is too hard and like, and still like I don't know it's sad. I, I I understand why it's very sad. Uh, people would uh, just find that kind of off-putting. Yeah. I mean, I, and I get those points, too. I, I just feel like some of the questions that are getting asked around, surrounding all that are okay. maybe the wrong questions. Um, so, what it, it questions seems like it's, so what questions do you think we should be asking? Well, I mean, are you, even of ourselves, why are we so concerned about when somebody profits off of it when somebody is not... Necessarily doing it for profit, but doing it for celebrity or doing it 
even if they are doing it for profit. I mean, we don't we don't even care about when those situations happen. Well, we just so happen to want this one. I, I feel like a lot of that came out of, I don't know, a lot of things that we do as a society comes out of jealousy. Oh, they're getting it and I'm not. So no, let me. I don't think me, that's the the case at I all. I just think it, I just I, because there's heard plenty of, of people <laughs> who have YouTube channels, um, like myself, and I our channel doesn't do well, but I don't. I don't sit there and be like, oh, um, Jeffrey Gurian, he is a successful YouTube channel. I'm just going to hate on him with everything. No, I think it's the point of the morality of it and that she's using this child, which has been something that's been happening in, in the past few years, YouTube cracking down on, on parents using their child mm -hmm. for personal gain. Um and, and it just kind of took another step towards that. I because mean, I'd like to think I, she's I think... intention. She had intentions of keeping the child, like long. I mean, I get what you're, I get what you're saying. I, I hope she. Um, I, I just but... I don't I didn't like the idea of the, the questions being raised about whether or not she should have adopted the kid or um, even her feelings about that she couldn't handle it. I get the whole fact that I, I think the, the 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 hate is on. The idea that she had the YouTube channel and profited during this period of time. But again, I still feel that that was a moment in time of her life that she still had a channel on that she shared. Um, however, it shook out, though, I, I just think those things happen day to day. They're not that newsworthy to me to be that up in arms about the, the I think the anger towards this woman is just irrational because you, you, you just don't know about it happening, but it does happen so many times. Larry, you're, you're, you're vocal. I think you guys are on like different pages because you're really concerned about her being uh, ostracized for monetizing Verified. the situation. And I don't think Epic and Ashley are talking about that. And maybe I'm wrong, but that seems to be your concern is that she's being, you know, looked down poorly for, uh, for building, you know, either notoriety or, or making money off of, of what she did. And that's, and you don't think people should be so quick to judge her on that. Is that what you're saying? Right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that's, but that's not what you're thinking. That's not where you're coming from at all. Is it epic? Not necessarily. So it's not necessarily the, the monetization of it, even though I feel like I, I honestly feel like at one point, maybe it, I think in the beginning, there was good intentions about adopting this child, mm -hmm. but I think after she started getting attention, it became more about the business side of it as opposed to actually really caring for this child. And that's where I kind of, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, that's my feelings on it. So you're more focused on like the, uh, the emotional and the support and the parental yes. aspect of this story yeah not necessarily that she's monetizing and i think that's where ashley was coming from too yeah, yeah. just a, more of the welfare of the kid and i feel like that mm. putting him in the spotlight like this just to rehome him eventually anyways that was just so does it is it is it doubly bad because the the kid had this this sickness the had autism because does, does that not equate to the same fact that, you know, these kids, this happens to these kids every day no, to where like they, 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 parents, parents, YouTube, are, parents are, and that's why YouTube yeah. is putting 
policies and, 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 you know, for people to not do this because, uh, what, wasn't there this, uh, YouTube channel where, uh, they were keeping the kids in cages and stuff yeah. like that. They were treating them really badly. Mm -hmm. Uh, this kind of stuff, I just think it raises more awareness to like, uh, and I'm not, I'm not going to say that this, uh, kid was abused. No. I'm not going to say that because there's no indication but it's still kind of an but but but, uh, but I'm saying but I'm saying you're vilifying and that's what I'm talking about. It seems that she's being vilified on that level as if she hurt this kid by monetizing the child. Basically, is what you're saying. That's your thing. right. That the, you I know, mean, if, 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 that, if, if that's if that's what you're saying, how he how she hurt the kid? But it just seems like you it. it the anger from not just you, but I mean, and I'm not saying even yeah. that that issue, but what I'm seeing in media and from society is that they're putting on this level as if she did harm the kid. No, I, I mean, I, I get your point of it. I mean, you're thinking no harm, no foul. The kid's not hurt. She made some money. No blood. She, she, you know, the kid but is I think it's more about the principle go and just the fact that, you know, you know, this kid, uh, had, I just think that it was unfair for the kid. That's all. Like, I just do. Yeah. It's sad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to put my bump roast in my slow cooker. So <laughs> I will talk to you guys later. I'm going to jump back right. on video. All right. All right. In, uh, no problem. Yeah, thanks for chiming in and calling in. View, man. We'll see no you problem. in a couple Don't weeks. Yep. All right. We'll do. All right. Bye. That was uh, Larry from what is it? One yeah. Life to Play. Yeah. 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 He'll be on the show in a couple weeks. Where's that new place at? Is that in Parma? It is in Parma. Yeah. I don't remember the exact address. I don't know. But yeah, Sarah said the only good thing that is coming out of this, the child will go somewhere where the parents are going to put in the effort, time, and love yeah. to raise a child and where the child is not being dismissed. And that's uh, that. It is the good thing coming out of this. Yeah. I mean, I think it's sad because the child, you know, they kept this child for years. He, this kid probably does have an attachment to them. And well, then yeah, being I mean, home, basically that's sad. From birth, it's just yeah. you know, it's sad. And, and, and this is an, another point I want to make before now. Moving on, as as someone that has a niece, yes, that that is autistic, yes, change is very bad for autistic kids. Yeah, they're very routine. they're very very yes. routine, mm -hmm. very routine. So when you mess up a routine, it it, it takes them a lot longer to just. To, to adapt okay to it, another to situation, yes. Mm -hmm. So that was another point that I that I did not make. Two, two, like so, literally, yeah. So like he, they this had is gonna him be from a really birth. big adjustment. Yes, it's a very him. big adjustment. I know he's two. I know there's still this time. Is it, it might not be like lifelong damaging it, effects, but it's still sad because yes. he's gonna be. It's gonna be hard for him for a while. Yeah, it's not just gonna not just like a blip where he's not gonna because he's like a he's like oh you know like a, like a one month old baby who will not remember yeah. these things happening yeah this well, is something the long that run, he's gonna him. be all right though right in the Actually, long run i i would assume yeah. that he's gonna go just hope with someone that loves this won't happen again but yeah. we're gonna take a break we're gonna take a break <laughs> we're gonna take a break um because it's already one o'clock already one o'clock um no wonder why i'm hungry i know right they went to get pizza is that what he said? Yeah, he's getting pizza. Is he? Okay. I right. don't think he is. I told him bring he probably back. had to pee or something. Like, I, I don't mean, we've think been he's down here for a while now. Here, but not Bud Light. Um, <laughs> we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to talk about Sega preparing Sega. to enter Sega. the console wars. Sega. 
And uh, I, just a couple brief things. I think we're playing with balls. I'm not sure. He, How? He's kind of trying to talk me out of it, but I, I, I already, I already did the graphics for it. I so. already did the graphics, so he's, he's gonna do the it. Pizza in time for it. Yeah, yeah. So keep it locked right here pizza. on yes, the Epic Radio Show. <laughs> You're listening to the Epic Radio Show uh, live Radio on Facebook, show. YouTube, Twitter, and the EpicRadioShow.com. Listen to us anytime on the iHeartRadio app. Download today on the App Store or Google Play, and take this show on the road. The Epic Radio Show, make life epic. Make life epic. Hey, Epic fans, this is Jay Val. Home buying is complicated. You need someone who you can trust and has your best interest in mind and not just the size of the commission check. That someone is Jeremy Rodriguez with Russell Real Estate. Jeremy grew up in Cleveland, Ohio, and a graduate from James Ford Rhodes High School in 2001. If you are looking to sell your home, searching for your next home, or if you just want to talk about the process, please feel free to contact him. As an agent who himself still resides in Cleveland, he knows the neighborhood, the schools, and the market inside out. Get in touch with Jeremy. He is happy to help you with all your needs from helping you identify a lender to getting a moving truck and even helping you pack. Call Jeremy Rodriguez now at 216-287-1766 or email him at jeremysellsdreams at gmail.com. Find him on Facebook now. That number again is 216-287-1766. To the hell you call to it the Epic hell. Radio Show. It, it's um, the perpetual hello. hell that never ends today because we're on our third hour. <laughs> Yay! Third hour. That's epic. It never and ends. It's fine. You know, it's yeah. fine. We had a lot. We had a lot going we on. The Jeff, button. We had Jeff Gurian. He was great. Um, crazy ends. news. Make sure you uh, join our Discord. Ooh, they said that. Yes. Hey, join our yeah, Discord. Do that. Ashley, Go what? Ashley, you ever notice how he says it? The what? word Discord. Discord. Pay attention no. to it. He says it all like he changes the way he says it all sexy and everything. <laughs> Watch it when he does it. Just listen for it. You'll okay. see what I mean. Join our Discord. <laughs> yeah. So you. So here's what we're picking up here. Chris thinks you're sexy. He's, he's got this little sexy <laughs> right. voice That's thing. Right. Going on he says, join our Discord. See there you go. <laughs> You'll enjoy me rubbing my nipples <laughs> okay. all over the screen. All over the screen, ew. I sanitize it first. <laughs> I practice social distancing with my nipples. I even make sure they're six feet apart. I hope so, shit. I hope you're practicing social distancing with your nipples with anybody. God. Oh, man. Hey, Monica. Are there machetes hey, and broomsticks involved? I don't Maybe. There might be a broomstick involved somewhere. Monica Miles is in the house. Yes. Is it wood or is it plastic? So, <laughs> Does it have a little knob on there? It a little knob. The next little thing in and hopefully Larry's still listening. Oh. Um, it's looking like Sega, Sega. is going to toss their little hand in hey. the, <laughs> the console the war coming Sonic up. Paw, huh? Now, this hasn't been um, completely confirmed. It hasn't been completely confirmed. It's rumored. It's rumored. Do, do, do. But it's looking like Sega's working on a brand new console to be released in the next couple years. Mm. Oh. Um, they're they're 
if they do this, they'll be joining uh, Nintendo, uh, PlayStation, well, Sony, and uh, Sony. Microsoft in the, uh, you know, in, in the basically the gaming arms race. Um, it's an arms and, race. You know, and I'm... I'm Oh, I'll tell funny. you what, man. Like I'm I'm excited but kind of worried about this, mm. and the reason why is obviously Sega had a great track record in the '90s uh, with their 16-bit and uh, 32-bit uh, system. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they had the Dreamcast, and I loved the Dreamcast, it it was a great system, had great games. Just people didn't buy the fucking thing, you hmm. know. It, it was just one of them things, you know. Hmm. Um, but ever since then, you know, the Dreamcast kind of, uh, you know, it, it kind of killed the company. You know, they they end up becoming a software company. They didn't do hardware anymore, and uh, they've been making games for different systems uh, throughout the years. Uh, but recently, there's been a rumor especially since it's coming back um, to the 60th anniversary for Sega. Six times. Yes. Is it six zero? Yes. Sega? I know. Yeah. Sega. They've been, they've been around for 60 years. It's they a created long Godzilla. Time. Yeah. A um, long time, yo. But um, Dreamcast... Uh, ended in 1998. That's when they discontinued use. Mm, sad. Sad, sad. Sad, mm-hmm. sad, sad. But basically, there's this uh, Japanese journalist, Zenji Nishikawa. Good job. Yes. I feel like that was that was really well done, so I'm going to applaud you. <laughs> uh, that was so good. I thought Epic was He's claiming Chinese to have a, a huge scoop on Sega in a recent live stream. That is, it should be shared in the Fourth June fourth issue of Famitsu, which is a very popular video game um, magazine in Japan. Um, considering June third is Sega's sixtieth anniversary, there's reason to think the company is re-entering the hardware game. Hmm. And according to some, that would be a terrible idea. Uh, Nishikawa notes his scoop about a Dreamcast too. But who's to say Sega won't release a brand new console for its big anniversary? Mm. After all, the group has released many versions of its old hardware over the years. Mm. I don't know if you've noticed that they've they've had like the Dreamcast or not the Dreamcast, but the you know the little Sega, Sega consoles Genesis that have like preloaded games yep, and yep, stuff yep, like yep, that. Yep, yep. find them uh, at the dollar stores. Kind yep, of yep, thing. yep, yep. Um, but there's well, them were more well, yeah, I guess they were, but. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> no, oh, I, yeah. I, well, that I, makes I, it, yeah. I almost was going right. to argue that point. Dollar yeah, store. but yeah, yeah. At the family they, dollar they store. They did do that. Not the dollar store. Yeah, yeah. Also, earlier this year, Sega store. revealed a new character related to its brand. Now, what's funny about this character, this character's name is Sega Shiro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but what's notable about this is um, he's the son of Hiroshi Fujikawa. You got it. Fujioka. There you yes. go. Who portrayed Look at you. the Sagata uh, Senshiro character what used a, to promote the Sega Saturn this. in the mid-90s. I'm going to butcher that. Um, why follow up a marketable character if you're not following up on a product he was meant for? 
So it's almost as if Sega's gearing up for a big advertising push. Boom! Bitch. But the competition is too heavy. The thing too is, a new heavy. console would mean competing against hardware giants, Nintendo, Microsoft, and Sony. We're already waiting on the Xbox Series X and uh, PlayStation 5 price mm-hmm. points. Who wants to stay for another console? There are really? people out here who might want to. Plus, really the world is it. already in a financial struggle due to the pandemic. Is the now corona. really the time to reveal an expensive new box? But fuck it, let's do it anyway. I'm excited. But Sega excited wouldn't be the only retro company looking to make a comeback either. Of all the groups, Atari, Atari. is working on a PC console hybrid device dubbed the Atari VCS. Hmm. That's even more competition. Dang. Uh, we'll know. For sure next week, but Sega should absolutely be wary. The world can only afford so many consoles. Um, so that's my little buzz for Sega. That's that. Um, I don't know where Jay is. Jay Anybody? has. Maybe he did go to get pizza. Because... Uh, yeah, it's usually 15 or 20 minutes for pizza. So, no, seriously. You know. Where did he go? He, just... he said he didn't want to do playing with balls. I think he went to get pizza. I said, bring back beer. <laughs> is that really what he said? I don't believe that. I think how long have we been doing this together, man? <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, but he's still not here. So I guess you know, are we, we skipping it then? Because if he's not down here, so. I, I mean, guess we can so. just talk about it. You know? We can talk. What was he going to talk yeah. about? I can bullshit you know this what? all God day. Damn it! I can I'm bullshit do with this balls. all day. We can do playing with balls. This oh wait, is play- that him? No, that's a small. Oh wait, small child. I think he's coming. No, back. that's not a child. No, that's a pet. Are you ready to we do playing with balls? Oh look, he's in the proper uniform to boot. Look at that. He's uniformed up. He's, up. he's yeah. suited up. He's ready to go. All right. All right. Ready? Yep. I could do it. Okay. Do this. So, let's do the intro. This will be real quick. Real quick. Everybody. Yeah. What's up? So uh, we're playing with balls today. I only got a little couple things. The couple cor- things. Nothing's really moving forward yet in the sports world, as we all know. But uh, hopefully everything will get kickstarted here in the next in a couple months. weeks. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So the main thing is with Colin uh, Kaepernick, I wanted to um, address uh, just uh, with Colin Kaepernick. Um, here's a question. Um he, they're pushing him epic to get put on a team again. Which yeah. I mean, the guy hasn't played in how many years? I mean, um, my main thing with uh, the whole um, Kaepernick thing is, my opinion is the dude was released, and they want to keep saying that it's because of the protest stuff that he started um, in the NFL is why he's not getting signed. But I have a different opinion and you guys can comment and tell me your opinion on this. Um, My opinion is the dude just sucks. I mean, (laughs) seriously though, man. I mean, he had that one, first of all, the year that he took the 49ers to the Super Bowl. I will grant it. This is the reason why Alex Smith. First of all, the whole season was lights out that year and he was injured. Um, Harbaugh had a had a choice to go with um back with um go back with the original quarterback Alex Smith or go with Colin Kaepernick in the playoffs. Now, if you guys remember Colin Kaepernick um 
when he made that run to the Super Bowl is when that read option stuff really started taking off in the NFL. That's why he had so much option, uh, so much success. Now, I will, I will say, um, he did tear up. I do believe it was Green Bay, man. He torched them. I remember the one game in in the playoffs. So he was doing good in the playoffs. Um, almost got a Super Bowl win too. Um, it was like a pass off. Um, that was deflected and intercepted at the end of the game. Uh, the Super Bowl. I remember uh, that. Yeah. Yep. And uh, or no, not I don't know if no, that was no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was uh, that was another time. I'm sorry. The Super Bowl was the lights out game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. That's what it was. I was thinking of the Seattle. The I, conference yep, that's game. exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. what I was thinking. Okay, of but too. anyways, um, my thing is, uh, offenses start or defenses started adapting to that um, that way of play for the offense. So that's what happened with Colin Kaepernick. Because if you see, um, I remember the one year before all that stuff happened, um, Colin Kaepernick was playing, but he was garbage, man. And 49ers even gave him a ch- shot to come back in and be the starter. Yeah, as I recall, and he just was not that good, man. He's not he's not that good of a quarterback. Well, and 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 to kind of reiterate your point, um, he's been going to training camps almost this yeah, whole time. Yeah, yeah, they've not stopped him from yeah doing nothing. And, and these yeah. guys keep saying, "Oh, well, the protest stuff." And uh, I will say that maybe originally that was part of it. Yeah. When, when they released him, I would say that was probably. But here's here's the thing: another another guy though, another guy that did the protest stuff with Kaepernick, uh, Reed, Eric Reed. Yeah, he's he's being signed to other teams, so what? There's no excuse for, you know, why uh, Kaepernick's not going to be signed. But the, the, I have no opinion on this. The thing is, my <laughs> opinion is, I just think he's not that good of a football player. Granted, he did kneel for a right cause. I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna go against anything he's done as a person, but as far as being on the NFL field, I just don't think Kaepernick is that good of a football player. That's it. I just think the teams aren't interested in him because he's not that good. He's yeah. just not that good. Okay. Um, next up, um, real quick, and like I said, there's not much sports news. I just seen a story on a, another guy trying to push Colin Kaepernick onto a team. Now, um, I do have some a story, though, from Cleveland, and maybe Larry or you guys have some uh, comments on this. Now, the Cleveland Browns are trying to get uh, one of the defensive studs in this uh, free agency class, Jadavion Clowney. Now, there have been, um, there have been um, like, um, what's it called? Um, rumors? Yeah, rumors that, uh, you guys got some tissue or something? Yes. I got gotcha. Anyways, um there have been there. No, no. There have been rumors that um it's all right, I'll wait. Oh, yeah. Um there have <laughs> been rumors <laughs> pretty under there. <laughs> yeah, there have been rumors that um he said no to the, the um no to the Cleveland Browns, but that's not said true. No. Um it's coming out that they they said no to he Jadavion Clowney has turned the Browns down that he doesn't want to come to Cleveland. But that, um, from my understanding, is it may be a money situation. He, money, wants, to money, be, money. he wants to be really like paid in the 17 million cha-ching, area. Cha-ching. And I have heard that the Cleveland Browns are in the running for making him one of the highest paid or trying to reach that mark, that 17 million mark. But the thing is, I do believe um, he didn't say no to the Browns because of 
the city or anything like that, or because it's the Cleveland Browns. Because if you think about it, with Jadavion Clowney, he would be very smart to pair himself up next next to uh, Miles Garrett. I mean, them two yeah. them two guys will definitely dominate and eat, man. So, um. If I was Jadavion Clowney, I would roll with the Browns because he could have a big payday, man. If he takes a one-year contract with us and then it's a prove-it season and goes on and just has a beastie season, I believe he can just be poised to be awesome. But um, I don't know if you guys want to weigh in on that. Um, And one other thing with the Cleveland Browns is Baker Mayfield has actually came out and said that uh, this year's a put-up-or-shut-up year. So basically he's going to be – uh, just prove it. Sure. Yeah, prove it. Year. Yeah, he's not. He's you know, gonna... one thing too. I, I want to add to that. Go ahead. Um. So Baker said something that I really agree with, and he said he's gonna be louder on the field than off the field. Yeah, yeah. That's what he, he said. He's basically, yeah. gonna he's gonna shut his mouth. Yeah. And um, shut his mouth. Well, yeah, because that was one of the big things. Like he. He's just talking a lot of smack yeah, and just he he's just put putting, up yeah. what he needs to do. Yeah, yeah pretty much. That, that's it for sports, though, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, button. guys. I'll try to that's get some it. more next week, but that's it. I mean, yeah. there's not much going on. Well, in if sports. you if you guys have anything or have anything, yeah, um, send it you in. can always email Jay at jval at the Epic Radio Show or playing with balls with balls, the balls, balls. at theepicradioshow.com. Uh, you can email them anytime, um, yeah. and we will get that message to them. All right. Yeah, definitely. But thank you, Jay, for your segment. Thank you, Chris, for scooching in. <laughs> Thanks, Jay, Chris, for all the things nice you bring segment. to the show. Um, I didn't really yeah, have much. <laughs> I mean, now, I, I had the Jay. I had the. Cle- I always have Cleveland Browns news, no yeah. matter if it's one or whatever. But like with the NFL, um. Now, I do have um, something with the NBA real quick. It, they're trying to do a startup date. Uh, ju- is it July? F- oh, okay. I don't remember. Uh, in July, they're trying to do something. But I do know Cleveland Browns are opening their facilities June 1st. For okay. Practicing. So for practicing, for yes, practices. starting practice. So yeah. f- they're already Tomorrow. late on on they're already late on all the OTAs and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. So, but um, we'll hopefully. Yeah, hopefully we can catch up and do all that stuff. We'll be but just as shitty as we are always. <laughs> I think I think this year a lot of people are pegging us to. They're the saying hold the brakes on the the hyping us up because that's what happened last year. We got all that oh, hype, breaks. but then we didn't have, you know, we we didn't back it up. Yeah, but <laughs> this year they're up. saying we can at least they see the Browns for seeing the Browns at least trying to squeeze into a a wild card spot, especially if they go with that new playoff format. I would be happy with a wild card spot. Yeah, me too. I'd be happy. I mean, hey, last year they're all like Super Bowl, Super Bowl, and it's kind of yeah, it's kind of like eh, let's just um, let's just make it to the postseason. Yeah, realistic goals. Right, realistic goals. Before you go to postseason, you know. Yeah, you got to. Speaking of that too, yeah, um, we. We did that win loss thing, and I oh, swear yeah, to yeah. God, Chris, you were supposed. Did you go online and do that yet, Chris? No, uh, and you know what? I lost the original one, so we're gonna. Have to, <laughs> so, no, it's fine because I can just go yeah. back to that episode and then rewrite it. Oh, okay, it's not okay. a big deal, you know, because yeah. we did it all on the. Yeah, because I'm like, man, I don't. I, I'll probably end up picking the same teams as I. Go I through. won't. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, we're not gonna do that again. Yeah, yeah, it's just the Browns schedule and. 
easy. Boop, yeah. Boop, boop. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> all right, but we're going to get off here. Hey, did you guys Thank see you where guys. they're burning cars in Cleveland, man? That's crazy. Are they? They're oh, burning man. cars? Are they? Cleveland? Yeah. They burned a clown car yesterday, man, and there was 15 oh, casualties. Oh, he's making Oh, That's my terrible. God. That's terrible. It was. That is I was going to say, Jesus. all these riots and stuff, I never, I see Cleveland. Cleveland, I will say one thing. We usually come together uh, through all this crap that's been going on. Uh, last time I seen a lot. I mean, there was some kind of like negative stuff that happened in Cleveland, but not as much as other places. I will say that they like we Cleveland's kept it kind of classy the last the last time that stuff. You happened. know what I thought was cool, does. and I I don't know if most of you have watched this on the news, but. Even the riots are practicing social distancing because <laughs> even when they're burning the cars, they're at least six feet, six, of war, six of, feet away apart yeah. from each other oh. when they're doing it. Oh, That's it's your husband, Ashley. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. All right. Are you starting to feel anything what I was talking about earlier? <laughs> <laughs> Mixed Anyways, feelings here. Um, next week on the show, we're going to have Al. Mother's Ball. Mother's Ball, yeah. yeah. He's uh, cousins to the famous Mother's Ball from Devo, Akron uh, family and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um, what was he again? I'm, I'm comedian he, uh he is what i would dub a renaissance man he is in a band called massive hot dog recall which is an incredible <laughs> band right right do some uh, due diligence look into I massive will. hot dog recall uh he's an improver he has the tried comedy uh he has probably been in some uh independent films his his uh, son and daughter are actors and actresses in California and oh. have been on numerous things that you've probably watched on television. Okay. But he is just one of those families of the of the area who is very prominent. He has a family name that's very strong. He recognized in Northeast Ohio. Um, awesome. And, and yeah. can talk about just about anything. I'll tell you folks, if you come back and we can get this guy on the air because this guy's a tough one to nail down. It's going to be every bit as good an interview as what we had today. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Thank you, Chris. Um, Thank you guys for joining us for this three-hour show. Yeah, uh, make sure you follow us on social media: Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Instagram. Um, become a patron Do on it. Patreon. Do it. Uh, Patreon.com backslash the Epic Radio Show. Do it. Uh, donate just five dollars a month, and you will get access to uh, another podcast called Beyond Epic, where. Connor hosts and he goes over things we talked about on the show and also uh he gets to interview some of the uh guests, guests that we've on had on the show even deeper even deeper 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 Dark. but yeah thank Let's you guys whisper deeper like i said the time is coming soon where we're not going to, going to be um live streaming on facebook youtube and twitter so please 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 follow our discord uh, join our Discord. Did you see it, Ashley, when he said that? Did you see it? Yes. Join our Discord. I'm watching him on the <laughs> um, my little video. And here. and, and, it and, and you, check Ashley? out our yeah. our website, theepicradioshow.com. It's great. There's a lot the of things there, a lot better. of content, and uh, also the merch. So the merch. On that note, anybody oh, else have anything? Hey, Barmacy, Sundays nights, 8 o'clock, live comedy. Live. Yeah, live. No Zoom, 8 o'clock in Akron. Okay. Okay, Funny Noises Productions. Check it out. Ashley? Nothing. Nothing? Jay? No, I'm good. Okay. <laughs> I'll take your All right, on that note, uh, thank you guys so much things. for joining us. See you I next week, and as always, make life great. epic. <laughs> Dear Mr. President, there are too many states nowadays. Please eliminate three. 
I am not a crackpot! Oh, wow, that was terrible. Hasta la vista, baby. Don't! That's my only real motivation, is not to be hassled. That and the fear of losing my job, but you know, Bob, it'll only make someone work just hard enough not to get fired. And, and I'm sorry, sorry, we're out of time. Bye! You are the weakest thing. Please leave this office. Do we get any sort of souvenir? Get out of my office! Oh my god, I feel so good. Oh yeah, oh, oh, slow down, oh yeah. Oh yeah, who's your daddy? That's all, folks!